back. Oh, how long? It's been a while since the tippy taps happened. March. Was it Colombo? Kojak. Kojak. Oh, we, did, Kojak? we did the Stallone Kojak. Oh, the Stallone cut. Yeah. And we had so much fun doing it because it wasn't, we weren't just doing Kojak and Colombo. We were doing, in a way, Griff ourselves. We were sharing a little of our, our, our inner selves with the audience. And we had such a great time doing it. I came up with a brilliant idea. Why don't we get all our regular guests to come on? And talk about the cop, PI, crime solver, whatever you want to call it, that they most relate to. So we can get we can get you know, learn a little bit more about these people. And it's I think it's a great idea. I think it's a segment we're gonna call Cop in a Feel. Hmm. Because hmm. we're cops talking about cops and we're talking about feelings. Correct? Yeah. We've got our styrofoam cups here. We've got uh, a down, here. pick it up. Because that's your Kojak thing. Right. I've got my stogies, and I've disheveled today. You're always disheveled. So I'm doing Columbo. So hopefully our guest is fully dressed up in uh, grandma outfit today. <laughs> yes, has a sweater on. Yeah. Sweater vest. Alphabet sweater. A beautiful sweater. It's gorgeous. Gold clip-on earrings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This cup, really cool. the this mug, it ain't coffee. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> are you trying to suggest Jessica Fletcher's not uh, solving crime straight? She's got I've a little seen, inspiration. Half the cast are clearly slurring. <laughs> well, fucking Ginty was. I mumble mouth. <laughs> blah, 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 yeah, slurring blah, doesn't blah. work. He is talking to Goldfish. <laughs> By the way, we, we, we haven't introduced our guest yep. yet, but once again, returning after her huge performance with our Cold, cold Jack. Oh yeah. Episode way back, way back in October of two thousand twenty-one. Twenty-one. It's the year of the Lord twenty twenty-two, I believe. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. She is our number one and only female fan, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Abra from Portland. How you doing, Abra? I am here. I am wearing a sweater. Not really. <laughs> and I'm ready to talk. Murder, Ooh. she wrote, air horn. Murder, she wrote. Griffin and I, obviously I'm aware of the show. I've never seen an episode of the show in my life. Yeah. You that got is a literally, lot of, in, literally impossible. Yeah, I, I, I do the impossible. We do the impossible every week, first That's of all. That's true. So it's, you gotta, it's, it's never not playing. It had 12 seasons, and it was your Nana's favorite show. Call yeah. your Nana, Tim. Call no. her. She all, misses you. First of all, she's my grandma. I don't do that <laughs> yeah, nana shit. Right? Yeah. Secondly, she's not Bippy or Boo Boo. Or... No, none Mima. None of that shit. She's grandma. Yeah. All right. All right. My grandma. Okay. She must have. Had, she might have been autistic. Because my grandma loved Judge Wapner and People's Court. Yeah, I don't know these ones. I know People's Court, but it was he dun, one of the dun, judges? Dun. He was yeah. the original fucking judge. Dun, dun, was dun, he bald? Dun. No, he's bald. In. Powdered wig? Yeah, he had a powdered wig, yeah. <laughs> she sounds like a Law & Order Nana, and this show is perfect for her. I, you know what? I've never seen an episode of any Law & Order. Any oh. of them. Rape Police, yeah. the regular kind, Criminal Intent. Yeah, LL Cool J. Moving Snoop Violations. Dog, Ice Cube. You go from rapping, right, being Tim. a rapper, to... Yes. Tim, order. were you born yesterday, or did you just arrive on Earth? Because on Earth is huge. Yeah, I know. I have never seen it. brilliant. Oh. I'm aware of it. I know it exists. I've never seen it. Yeah, like, I only remember... 
my grandma watching uh like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune this and, and uh Price is Right and like the game shows. I never saw a Old people she love wrote. game shows. That's yeah. true. I never saw a murder she wrote on the TV at my grandma's house. So Cuz it I, I'm behind. Huge huge show. I I have right here in my notes what Angela Lansbury's net worth is and you're not going to believe it. Well, it's not going Globus Theater money because we're, as we talked about, we're bad. Could she buy Twitter? Is all I'm asking. She can buy Twitter, but I think she could help you guys with the tunnel and getting around Elon. So okay, yeah, we might have to call her up. And she knows a lot about murdering people, so we could probably have her help (laughs) us. She wrote a lot about it. Oh, she wrote a lot about, but that means she knows the ins and outs. Yeah, yeah. So she could probably help us, you know, hide some stuff. Because the bad of acid, it's taking too long right now. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with our acid. And our acid guy's not it's around. Cheap acid. <laughs> you know? you're, you're just throwing them into baking soda. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also, you know what? Reminds, I want to just let, let you know, Griff, this is a tip. You know, I usually drink soda water while we're How about a tap? Lately, I've been drinking baby formula, and it's great. Oh, yeah. You got It the gives supplies? me that nice flemminess to my throat <laughs> that I want. <laughs> I don't know. What people are complaining they don't have baby formula. I have all I need. Yeah, it's great. Is that why the bed of acid is you're just pouring baby <laughs> formula in there? Yeah, why not? Yeah, Tim drives to all of the stores and he just fills his truck with right. baby formula. There's like weeping mothers. He's like, Excuse me, hey, they said, Hey, don't have a baby. Is that what I said? <laughs> That's capitalism one on one for you, you. I said, As of today, you had a choice. Okay, so I don't wow. feel bad. Right. Maybe I'll feel bad if Roe versus Wade is taken away. <laughs> but for today, let them eat cake. Them all eat I cake. care. So, Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. What is, what is it about Jessica Fletcher that you are like, yes, I love her? Okay. Yes, I do. I love Jessica Fletcher. I love Angela Lansbury as Jessica Fletcher because she is this goddess in the style of, we're going to go a little hoity-toity here. But the poet Robert Graves talked about the three stages of women. Are we of ready? Course, have we put our course, thinking? Of course, course, of course, of course. Explain for our audience. You guys are scholars. You guys have PhDs. Yes. So you have, yeah, you have the pipe as we speak. Exactly. You're sitting there. You're wearing a beautiful brocade, and it's the maiden, the mother, and the crone, right? And the crone is the wise woman, huh? Yeah. She's the survivor. She knows it all. And Jessica is this goddess of crones. The crones love her. Matt's grandmother would go to the market and say really loudly, people always mistake me for Jessica Fletcher. I'm sorry, Matt. I hate the voice too. (laughs) And she'd stand there waiting for them to have to agree. Oh yeah, you kind of look like her. She was this, your grandma loved her. She just didn't tell you about it because you guys were too busy building fight rings. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're not wrong. She's the the know-it-all Nana who comes into town and yes, bodies start hitting the ground, um, but she solves it using not uh, violence, but her mind. That's true. Got it? She figures it out. Yeah. She sees the clues. She puts it together. She doesn't just put it together. I mean, she is like bossing people around. She's telling the so many sheriff contacts. what to do. She's telling the mayor what to do. She's telling the you know, the prison yes. guards what to She is like Yeah, she really is manipulating this town. Let's face it. She's the alpha Karen. She's yeah. the Karen when it reaches its ultimate form. I Mega have, Karen. I was like, "Murray, is this like 
a Star Trek episode that got extended into 35 seasons of this show because she's got Q-level powers or, like, I think there was an episode called Landry, and then Murray reminded me that every other episode <laughs> of the original Star Trek was about an ultra-powerful being that Right, godlike things. being that, you know, toys with the crew. And that's how Jesse... Just- I, I yeah. love this idea. I love that she is a Q. She's yeah. a Q that came to Earth to... Tell nitwits that they got it wrong and you got the number of bu- bullets wrong and she's the only one who knows. Yeah. Right. God mode. Because it's like the things that she's figuring out are pretty bottom tier stuff. It's like yes. it's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. But it was very entertaining to see her just like manipulate this whole town. When you're watching it on that level, this show is fascinating. I'm yeah, you, you, you can't watch it as who done it because you're going to guess that. You know, even if you've got brain damage, you're going to guess that 10 minutes Yeah, in. who's the guest, uh, you know, <laughs> right, who's the episode. Guest? Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's the, the biggest guest named? star? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> who's fluttering their eyes the but most? But no, they did, they did a swerve on me because I always assume Ginty is the yeah, criminal. That's true, but know. that's our bias. Yeah. Because... A bias, really? I don't think we have a bias. I think we're kind of right. You know what? You're right. We don't have a bias against Ginty. We we call this on the fence just like the Supreme Court would. And we knew that Guilty was Ginty. I say Guilty was there. Ginty. Yeah, Guilty was Ginty. That's my first book of poetry, actually. I'm just I'm glad that Aubrey brought up the crone thing because poor Angela Lansbury, she's the female Charles Bronson. She was born elderly. She's mm-hmm. always looked elderly. Wait, isn't crones the poop thing? When you have Crohn's like, disease, yeah, yeah, I think I don't know. I yeah. thought that's IEBF or whatever. I thought, I thought wise that. woman, call, call her what you will. Wise woman, crone, the the the, the older she, stage. She didn't she play like Frank Sinatra's mom, and she was like five years older than him or five years younger than him. <laughs> it was some weird <laughs> shit, like exactly. Yeah, look up a picture of her at seventeen in the movie Gaslight, oh. and she looks like a middle aged woman. Oh no, or Angela. So yeah. she's what forty forty two in this. <laughs> Yeah. She probably is younger than me. That would be a shot. <laughs> no. yeah. She's got to be like, but she's she's she grew into it because she's got to be ninety something now, isn't she? Yes, yeah. She's she's she started oh. the show upper fifties, had some health problems, and they had to change the show a little in her sixties, and then oh. they just carried on for way too long. Oh, okay. When, what year did it debut? Us. It debuted in eighty three. Okay, and this was the seventh season. And it went so to ninety five. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, it went on oh. for way too long. Never that, saw an episode. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it always came on after 60 minutes. I remember that. That noise terrified me as a child, like the 60 <laughs> minutes, the clock ticking. Time. It, was, it, it would come on Sunday nights after my cartoons were over, and just the anxiety of having to go to school the next day and that clock ticking, it made me feel like I was going to die. Oh. So, yeah. God, you were just so troubled as a child. <laughs> Bolo and the quick ticking clock. Sleeves, sleeve cuffs terrified me. Like, I was. So, and we've established, and I think you and I are the same age, right? We're 48, 49, something like that. Yes, yes, yes. So, what is a young opera watching a show yeah, about really, an elderly lady? I, I how, was, do, how do you pick it I up? I was actually hoping you would ask that because you're like, how does this girl born in 73? who was chased by Art Alexis's security people at a punk show. We'll talk about that sometime. Ooh. How does this girl end up watching a show for grandmas? And here's the answer. I was raised in an intergenerational home. And I'm sure you know what that is. That means my grandma lived with us. 
after California went to hell in the 70s and 80s. And we suddenly found my grandma living with us. And I love my grandma. I love her very much. But uh, if she was in the living room, you know, if she was with the family, all the shows had to switch over to Safe for Nana. And uh, the yeah. Safe for Nana show was Murder, She Wrote. A show about murders. <laughs> yeah, I know. Innocent murder. Yeah, or Matlock or, oh, what was the other one, Matt? A Diagnosis Murder, which actually is oh. pretty good. But what about it Perry had Mason? to be, hmm. oh, Perry Mason would be, uh, Perry Mason would have been fine, right? Yeah, okay. And, uh, oh, 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 what's the Tom Bosley? Tom Bosley. Father the Dowling night. Mysteries? Father, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Name an old fogey show, and if she's in the room, <laughs> We're watching that, and that's the rule. We're not in the house. Oh like my, she... that, you're, you're taking me back to the days when every, we just had one TV. It was yeah. the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one TV that wasn't paid off because we uh, were poor. <laughs> so we had this Eddie. ugly Sony TV, which was color, thank goodness. And if for some reason my grandmother had shuffled into the front room, it's like, oh, here we go. Because Aaron and I, my sister, I shouldn't have said her name. Um, Erase that. Uh, my sister and I would, uh, we were watching, you know, Monty Python or uh, Young Ones on MTV or a lot of MTV. And then Nana was like, how, oh, good. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. How did your sister get a normal name and you get the crazy name? What's up Thank with you. it? Thank you. That was very. <laughs> um, my parents <laughs> transitioned from, oh, I don't to put this politely. They were hippies. And my dad had tried every trick to get out of serving our nation, including threatening to shoot himself in the foot. And just should have shit out of him. Yeah, and and at some point he just maybe because you know he, but he ended up serving. So I was the hippie baby born at home, and Aaron was the born on the base baby and got a normal name. So yes, born on the bayou. Yeah, so that was the little divide in our lives. (laughs) But I liked being a navy brat. I was. uh, we got to live all over the place. I was almost raised in Japan, you know. Oh. So yeah, it wasn't a bad. You would have ended up in Alaska. You could have, could have had grow up using a sumo toilet. We learned that from Paul. He just yeah. shit in a <laughs> hole on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I for some reason know a disturbing stuff, a disturbing amount of stuff about helicopters. So if you ever need helicopter trivia, you know. We were talking. There was a lot of choppers in Predator too. Mm-hmm. Too bad yeah. we already did it. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. Just, Daddy, Daddy yeah. ended up after he agreed not to shoot himself in the foot. He ended up a helicopter mechanic, and it was it was a good gig actually. Yeah, he took cool. me up in Whirly Birds way too many times, way too young. <laughs> I bet if I did the timeline, my dad probably did that too because there was always the deferment. First, it was college, then you had to have a wife, and then you had to have a kid. I bet if I did it. Like, because that's what Dick Cheney did. If you go exactly. by when the, the deferment, like they changed it, then all of a sudden he got married, and then when they changed it, he had to have a kid. Then his daughter came around. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Cheney did every genius step. My dad did one farther. He starved himself. He literally oh, tried to be underweight. Well, he was never. You had to see a picture of him to believe it. He was a very skinny man, and he did every trick in the book. But he had a low number, which is, you know, low draft number. So. I remember my uncle, he just like enlisted because he knew he was going to go and saved his life. He's known how to type. He became like a file clerk guy. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. we just had no talent whatsoever <laughs> in the military. It was like, we just need someone to type. Yeah. <laughs> Can you type? Yeah. That's amazing. And then my other uncle went and fucking almost his whole platoon got wiped out and he almost died. Right. He had yeah. shrapnel to the head and all that shit. A, in in Vietnam? Really? Yeah, he had a plate in his head. Yeah. Oh, good God. 
He, I mean, he got read his last rites and all that crazy shit, but he pulled out. Yeah. So he would pull some shit. We because my my dad grew up in Grand Rapids, and we would visit. And he would because we knew he had a plate in his head. So he yeah. would pull shit like he'd be driving, and he would pretend like he didn't know where he was, or like yeah, out there. Yeah. We don't. We're like little kids, and we're in Grand Rapids. We don't know this area, and he pulls shit like that on us. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Terrorizing small children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad ended up. You're gonna love this. He ended up a. He would, and he would tell anyone that he met that he was a disabled Vietnam era vet and they would assume he had seen action but he never left Texas the damage was that the whirly birds what did it blow up Matt um basically his eardrums got blown out and like a scene from MASH that was enough to get him whatever the one below a purple heart is or whatever it was for the Navy I can't remember he had a box of there's a box of Metals around here somewhere. But I love that it was a freaking helicopter exploding that did it. You know, not going and killing a But I'm sorry about the plate in the head. Does that mean going through metal detectors like impossible? I don't. I don't know. Maybe he got. I mean, he obviously had a metal plate originally. It was in the '70s. Yeah. But I don't know. If, maybe he got it replaced with a plastic one. I they don't would know. Probably just do the wand over your head, and it's like you can't. Can't hide a gun in your head. I, like, I don't think they can replace those, Tim. I don't think they can. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just I, I didn't have a lot of contact with my father's oh. side of the family, oh. and I I never once had a a normal conversation with him. It was always sarcasm, always ball busting. Like not never hey, once. Yeah. That's his. Uh, that's his love language. <laughs> it is his love, is his love and language and his hate language. Too. And his hate language. Apparently. Now, what I'm wow. curious. Was this a I watched Murder She Wrote once and I fell in love with it because it took me I think two episodes of Columbo. I think you fell in love with Kojak right off. The I, bat. I told the story, yeah, that one yeah. scene. So was it one Murder She Wrote and you were hooked? Well, with, with um, I'm glad to hear you love it. I want to hear more about these feelings, Griffey. But um, with me, I think it was Stockholm syndrome that basically, if Murder She Wrote was on, that means everyone was calm and not fighting and not tense about the one bathroom we all had to share so for me it was it was like the soundtrack of fine this is nice the pizza will be here soon yeah (laughs) you're giving me traumatic flashbacks to my youth at the one but we still have one bathroom yeah yeah it's the worst. one bathroom uh family of five we had the same thing one tv i grew up with a black and white tv actually wow. that's what, oh wow that's what i played my nes on for a couple of years okay so, here here tim i'm gonna freak you out did your first vcr was it a top loader of course it was yeah and I got as a hand me down, and it would always rip the tape out every damn time when you eject it. You'd be so stressed, right? You'd be like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no." Yeah, I, I remember my uh, my buddy was the first person I knew to get a VCR, probably like eighty three, and he they bought a couple movies, and one was Evil Dead. And I'd never nice. heard of it. Oh yeah, fucking scared the shit out of me, man. Yeah. That- that was a freaky movie yeah. to see for a first time. And then when you yeah. watch the sequel and it's like the same as the first one, but then it starts getting... It get a little, yeah, I, I'm, I'm an anomaly. I don't care for Evil Dead 2. Everyone else loves it. I don't care for oh, it. It's got, great. It's great. I, I, I hate slapstick comedy. Yeah. I hate it. 
We we're highbrow people here, Aubrey. We have highbrow. That's true. Comedy. You're 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 artsy. You're artsy. I'm a little more fartsy. I like I like little things hitting each other. I love Three Stooges. I love <laughs> Marx Brothers. Yeah. Anytime anybody's just the Monty Python sketches that were fillers where they just run up and hit a guy with a fish. Brilliant. Brilliant. Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I I know Benny Hill more better than I want to admit. <laughs> no, we we all knew Benny Hill because yeah. that was almost like porn when you were a kid. You're like, oh my god. That's probably why I like women with stockings because old women always got their oh. red dresses ripped off and they had stockings. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know, the rumor is that he died a virgin. Oh, my Isn't God. Poor Benny Hill. Wait, what? That's he died? Sad. He died a virgin. Oh, are you sure? I heard he died. He, of, didn't, he didn't die of being a virgin. That would have to be sad. <laughs> he died of autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody left some lesbian porn playing on a laptop. And said, Case yeah, they closed. took the stockings and they, yeah. <laughs> There We're really a, on topic here, yeah. yeah. This is, a, this is this, a regular episode. This is, but we should at get some in. point get on point here because we're going to get right off point. Well, we've yeah, we've yeah, learned. I want to hear what Griffey loved about Murder She Wrote. Oh well, again, it was great. Then I read your notes. Then you put all these ideas in my head. So then, when me and Tim were sitting down here just a little while ago to you know watch the episode again, I was like, oh my god, this is some high fucking. This is Twin Peaks. This is Twin Peaks on another level. This is David Lynch doing some weird shit. What you think's happening is not what's really happening because Jessica is a monster, and you called her the angel of death, and you're right. Like, she is a monster, and that's the only way. She's helping people. What do you mean she's a monster? Is she helping people, Murray? She gets, she's manipulating this She whole saved town. the sheriff's job. Even the mayor, who she looks at. Mayor and, is a piece of shit. And gives a nod to, and he pulls out the gun and badge and gives it back to him. But ask yourself, Tim, what happened to the previous sheriff played by Tom Bosley? Did she get rid of him? Are you telling me that they hired a guy who looked like Tom Bosley to replace <laughs> Tom Bosley? Mm-hmm. She's a powerful woman. Is he, and he's not playing the same character. It's a different character? Yeah, they made – there's some throw-off line like, it's been a shame since Abel's been gone, and I guess that's the Tom Bosley character. So they didn't even give him a send-off. He just disappeared one day? He, they darened him? Yes, people just come and go from this universe. Jessica gets sick of them, gone. Out of my it's place. like it's like that Twilight Zone thing with the little kid <laughs> yes. ruled the, the very the, good. Yes, there, that too. See, this show is right in there. It is sci-fi, and we don't even know it. Okay, yes, like we one, exactly, exactly, Griffey. I'm so good. First of all, thank you for the compliment. I'm glad I manipulated you. So powerful, <laughs> and uh, I love it. Uh, I was literally a number one salesman at a mall once, and I I'm not gonna lie, I liked messing with people <laughs> and i got paid to do it okay but yeah number two one of my favorite theories about this show is that this is some kind of advanced artificial reality where jessica is the only real person and everyone else is an npc that just makes her happy uh, like she's a in the matrix show. Yeah. yeah matrix yeah. truman yeah. show i love it and it makes sense but because no one reacts like a normal human being everybody mm-hmm. turns to her as if she is you know a beacon of all truth and justice in the world. Exactly. It's always, oh, Jessica, how can I stop doing my important job and help you? Yeah. So would you like to tell us about some of the opening? Because they start with the credits and they've got... Uh, well, who to- are the regular oh. cast members on this show? Is like the mayor like a regular? Comes and goes. This is a, a wonderful character actor. We'll get into it, but you guys are wrong. It doesn't start with the credits. It starts with a teaser. And okay. It'll usually be a car exploding or a guy with a puppet falling over. And this cold open is wonderful. 
We're back in Maine. This episode, Moving Violation with Ginty. And it gives us a taste basically of where are we? Why are we? Who's going to die? Then after the teaser, we go into the credits, which are the best thing ever. As I said in my notes, they are an infomercial for menopausal women. (laughs) They just say, you don't have to worry about the change. You can continue shooting guns and typing on a surprisingly filthy typewriter. (laughs) You're fine. You're a you're a goddess. They changed that typewriter, by the way, to a computer later. And I just think it isn't. Yeah. That's I'm going cool. to send and Jessica did have a hot flash during one of those. Oh, you know she did. <laughs> she, she, I did see her trying to break an egg and she kept messing up. Yeah, we got so, there's a lot of like ass eating going on in there. Oh my <laughs> god. I I actually told Kayla, I was like, I'm gonna come over and watch this with you. And we're sitting there and she's like, What did that guy just say about eating ass with a knife and a fork? So again, this show bonkers. Yeah, that- yeah, that was that was messed. What did he say? Yeah, um, I don't know if I ever want to do another Columbo. Because we're gonna it's oh, so tough to do. I know, but we're gonna have to. We're gonna have because to because we got another guy that yeah, he loves we'll Columbo do it. too. Yeah. But I am looking forward to, to doing more more murder <laughs> she wrote because this this universe is bizarre. Yeah, it it is a it's an amazing, strange little microcosm where yeah, Jessica always gets her way and. It's highly addictive. Is the hotel guy, is he a regular? He's popped up for this episode. Okay. Yeah, I think there are some incidental characters. It would have been a, I have it in my notes here. The SAG scale on this would have been excellent. This would be a top of show pay. So anyone coming in, even for a few hours work, would have been getting some good money. So it'd be worth your time to come in and be on what Brian Cranston called what the, he just, he hated doing this show. Oh. He was so unhappy. He was. I mean, he loved Airwolf, though. He actually is I'm sure, on that. I'm of sure Airwolf. he loved Airwolf. Nice. Yes. Better music, but, at least. <laughs> yeah. You don't like. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Love that theme. It's a good so theme. We open up because yes. this is a little, a cozy little uh, town in Maine. Yep. Uh, is it like it's? Is it on the coast? I guess it's an island, it's, right? I guess it's got to be an island. Oh, what is Cabot it? Cove? No, it'd be a cove. That's a little inlet well, used by bootleggers and pirates. Cozy oh. little place to hide your boat. But, and it makes perfect place. Murders happen here, all right? Mm-hmm. Secrets. Uh, doc, doc adjacent. Yes. Doc yeah, many adjacent. many secrets in Cabot Cove, Maine. It yeah. would be, according to the FBI, the murder capital of the world. Oh shit! Okay. Sounds but only like, murder. That's the weird thing. Yeah. No sex sex crimes, no robberies, just murder. Oh, plenty no, no. of other crimes. Oh, no, Tim. Plenty of other oh, crimes are going on, oh, which we will see in this murder. episode. She doesn't know. We'll see in this episode plenty of other crimes going well. down. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Is there an episode that you can think of off the top of your head that you'd be like, oh, you can't show that episode today? That the pro- The plot is not acceptable for today's audience. When Jessica goes in blackface, you remember that episode? <laughs> yeah, this this show is insanely tame. It's still in syndication. Okay, uh, I'm not sure any content has been removed. I mean, you can't get safer than this. Okay. Which again, I have notes on because in the 80s, as the crime rate came up, TV had to be safe enough for Aubrey's crazy Nana to watch TV in the main room. True. True, but I mean, <laughs> even like those '80s shows, like you know, they always mm. do uh, an episode where they're trying to 
alert the the audience to some kind of thing the kids are doing where it's like there's oh a new yeah reads yeah or, i get you and they and they always have like a I, I can't think of any good examples off the top. But of yeah, the, the representations of mental illness are are terrible. And and as I think I said, in, I forget which show I summarized for you guys, if you hold your breath until you see a person of color, you're going to die. Mm. Well, it is They're, New England. Come yeah, on. it's, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. It's Maine. But yes, we, we open in Maine and we get these great credits and we see our well-paid guests of the week. Do we recognize any names? Do you guys remember? Robert Ginty. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ick. And uh we uh we we open we meet this oily I guess they're I guess politicians are same no matter where they are, Cabot Cove or anywhere else. Yeah. And he's just pressing the flesh. He's like, Hey man, that, this the election's coming up. It's coming up in two years. And it is a local election, so no one cares or gives a shit about it because well, it doesn't mean anything. Especially this misunderstood Gen X girl. She's just yeah. like with, with her gold dust wig. She's one. <laughs> she's just she's well. She's got she's got reason to be bummed. She's crippled. It's true. It's true. She yeah, she's crippled it. and has a bad wig. And if you opened up her sweater, her T-shirt would say "Eat shit and die." Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she's the one misunderstood like goth girl on King Cabot Oh, Cove, you know what? You that know. makes a lot of That's sense. That's probably why yeah. her parents make her wear the wig because she's got dyed black goth hair. Oh, this They're is like, a good well, I'm not going to leave the house with that hair, that yeah. satanic hair of yours. Right. I like this theory. Wait until uh, Black Roses comes to town. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of murders. I can't wait. To Tim just... has given more depth to this character than the writers did. Yeah, I know. That's what this podcast is for. <laughs> yes. So she's just like, eh, I'm a teenager. Voting doesn't matter. Yeah, all it does is get your dick hard. <laughs> she said something about it just gets you, you politicians excited. So yeah. I took it a step further. And the mayor's response is like, well, I never. Well, yeah, he's, he is like coming off like so the, the accents were all over the place. Yeah, oh, the accent. Yes, I was, I was joking when I was watching this with Matt that if you tried to keep track of the accents, like, what, what are we doing here? What is this? Yeah, this guy's it, southern. This guy's from Brooklyn. The, oh, I love, I loved it when Sheriff retired his badge and gone and put on the Brooklyn Dodgers jacket. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I was like, this is a guy I could have a beer with. Sick. And he got the best line: "You can go to hell." <laughs> I don't wow. know. I think hey. the best line was frying an egg on an this ass. This is a fam- okay. Yeah, okay. family okay. podcast. Wow. I don't want to yeah. hear H E double hockey sticks. What about ASS? Should I? <laughs> Fix that one too. Yeah, yeah. What about eggs on butts? No, I'm all about that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's family talk. That's all most my eggs. Breakfast, most important meal of the day. Exactly. Ass and eggs, <laughs> most important meal of the day. Well, isn't bacon just? Did Murder She Wrote <laughs> make the popularity of ass eating? Because it's it's popular right now, Griff. Do you hear? Have you heard of the news? All the kids are eating ass. Murder She Wrote. I'm just just putting it out there. We have strayed so far from the light. (laughs) Yes. Let's get back to murder. Okay. All right. So Hunter Biden is in town (laughs) to probably buy some Coke. (laughs) This guy is so Hunter Biden. Am I wrong? Uh, I can see it. He's driving. He's he's got his, his, his convertible like a prick would have, and he's just all over the roads. Yeah. Glossy candy red. Candy apple? Yeah, candy apple. And since the only thing besides murder that happens in this town every day, it's speeding. So <laughs> Sheriff, not Mr. C, 
is just in a speed trap. Was it speeding? Didn't they say ran a stop sign? He did, and I didn't. I didn't see the stop sign. Let alone Hunter. I, I did not see a stop sign. Speed trap. This is totally mm-hmm. yeah. Driving while no, I've been while not black. I guess I've been uh, working on you know the private uh, Globy Sleuths channel, and we did a Google Street View of that street. And not only is there no stop sign on that street, it's not in Maine at all. Just throwing that out there. Whoa. Okay. Just asking the questions. <laughs> it it did. Know. It did look awfully like Southern California. <laughs> yes, it did. Mm. But that's probably their number one industry because you know Jessica don't pay her taxes. So yes. this small town, it's speed trap city. That's how they're making their money. Oh yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And should we mention like she's an author? She writes mystery books, I imagine. She murders, she writes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she's a widowed English teacher, which apparently means in these 12 seasons that she knows everyone and taught everyone. Like apparently her small main high school, elementary school, whatever she taught at, it's always, oh, I remember your essays. You were a good writer. Like I think she had 3,000 students every year or something. You know, so Linda- her and Stephen King never left Maine. Yeah. They love Maine. I will, I will say that I met my kindergarten teacher like 25 years later, and she was like, Griff, how you doing? Oh. I was like, what the fuck? How do you? I was like, who are you? She's like, Mrs. Sarns, your kindergarten teacher. Because you still look like you're five. <laughs> Thank you. That's what everybody said. I met a lot of strangers yesterday, and they all said, you look like you're five. With a mustache. <laughs> Crazy. And, and again, this is why he's going to be the ringer in the baby fight ring. That's right. Oh, that's you, so oh funny. my god! I'm just get the rewrites. Get the, mm-hmm. you're, you're, I'm just a widow baby. <laughs> you're gonna be like the midget bank robber on that Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do know that guy. Yeah. yeah. What's the guy in uh, Roger Rabbit? Yeah, that's that's how I'm visualizing Griffy. This Got a little good. stogie. Good. So, yes. speed trap. Not Mr. C pulls him over. <laughs> He goes, hey there, stranger. And, oh, my God, you know a good cop when they can spot a hooligan from a mile away. And you know this kid's a hooligan because he's under the age of 55. He can drive over 55, <laughs> but he can't be aged over 50. Yeah, he can't drive yeah. chronologically over 55. <laughs> there we go. Or under 55. Yeah, okay. he, he got pulled over for driving under 55. There we go. There you go. There you go. We figured. There was it out. a joke in there somewhere. We found <laughs> yeah. it, and everyone. Probably in Cabot Cove is the opposite of Logan's Run. Like in Logan's Run, the thing goes off in your hand at twenty-five, and you're dead. But they're like, we don't like anyone under fifty-five. Die. Yeah. It's like a giant retirement home. The city. <laughs> it is a giant retirement home. Like the villages in Florida, but without the STDs and a lot of murder. Yeah. Maybe this inspired the village. This this show is so inspirational. It really is. So he pulls him over. He just notices he's because he's pulling a griff. He's just rifle eye rifling through this guy's he's eye rifling car. He's got a duffel bag next to him, bright red, also like the car. He wanted to match the car to the bag, right? And he just so happens to have a few. Okay, first of all, you're in a convertible. There'd be lots of wind coming into that convertible. <laughs> yeah. How did that? Stay in there, first of all. Because he had them with the little bands that were holding them together. But they were spread out. Was there Maybe much- he spread them out when he knew he, he got pulled over. That might have been it. That and he's got a closed uh, bottle of whiskey. Yes. Full. Yeah. And he's like, you're drunk driving. 
Yeah. Because nothing on this guy. He's harassing this guy. So I think the show was trying to sure. Yeah, that cops aren't here to protect us. They're here to annoy the shit out of us. <laughs> and it's working because he's like, all right, let me see your registration and ID. I don't know why I did that accent. That was a good accent. That wasn't Griff. That was Tim. <laughs> I know you guys thought that was great. But that was the accent he used, because I told you the accents are all over the place. They are all over the place. It says, blimey, what are you doing here? Exactly. You could get away with that on the show, and no one would say anything. Well, yeah, because Angela Lansbury's English, is she trying to, she's trying to play an American, right? She does, she, I guess she does a decent job with the American accent. Yeah, she's, she's born in Britain, and her family, kind of sad, we will talk about, she's a survivor. And Angela, oh. her family flees the Blitz. In 1940, comes to America. She immediately has success, which is great. Oh, good for her. But she adopts what is called, and this makes no sense, the mid-Atlantic accent. Hmm. Oh, doesn't exist. Oh, that's transatlantic I'm thinking of, the radio <laughs> voice. It's kind but of it's, a, it's a very posh Catherine Hepburn, oh, Cary yeah. Grant. Yeah, I'm yeah. not quite British, and I'm not quite American, but I'm obviously very rich. I much call more that important than you. I call that the Feeny. <laughs> like and then that. and then everybody else has that like nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties newsreel. Hey there, how are you? Like, <laughs> like the Conan O'Brien voice. Yeah, yeah, that's the Conan, yeah. Yeah. So he's like he's like, uh give me let me get your ID. And he's like, Well, here it is. Officer pulls out a hundred. The name's Ben Franklin. And he's like, Hey, I don't like the cut of your jib, mister. Yeah, and this time we speak to elders, and we're all your elders because you're <laughs> under 55, uh, with a little respect. So get out of this car. Well, what does it take to pay a speedy digger around here, like 200 bucks? And he's like, uh, no, why don't you get out of the car? And he fucking suplex, <laughs> arm bar, gets him in the hammerlock, throws him face. Spread him! Demands Risking him the hell him. out of the kid. Slammed this kid. You know the entire retirement community that's watching this episode is just like, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, going to get more oxygen. Oh, a hundred percent. They're cheering for it. They love to see the, you know, that you know, you hear about youth in revolt. It's time for the elderly to take, you know, take it back. Exactly. We're taking it back. Taking it back. They have everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the funny thing. They have everything, and <laughs> they they're like, more. We're, we're taking it back. We got all the real estate. We rent it out to everybody. We're taking it back. Making sure these youths don't have that money. So he just he he puts them in jail, and not only top of that, he starts pulling shenanigans about the bail because this kid should be out on bail instantly. Right. Totally. He brings he hauls them in. He's like, there must be twenty five grand in here. He must be a drug czar, like drug lord. What is this? You're not allowed to carry money in America. You're not allowed to carry twenty five grand on your purse. Exactly. It's like, excuse me, this is America. I'm right. going to a strip club. Yeah, for sure. And that does Cabot Cove have a strip club? Is that what oh, you, you know they've got the discreet scene. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a gentleman's club, and it's maybe not. Well, they're on the coast. So what's the? Well, every club. woman is like in her fifties or sixties. No, the, or... the girls drive in, of course. Okay. You know, or maybe there's like a bus system or something. But they're from the town over, and once they're in town, they're angels. Once they're out of town, oh, they're drug addicts. We don't want their kind in our... They wouldn't want them to move in, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Keep the riffraff up. But it's nautically themed, and, you know, they do a lot of saluting, and they wear little sailor outfits. The yo-ho-ho or something like yeah. that? Oh, I they dress. That. Do they dress as fishermen, Griffey? I'm, I'm visualizing kind of a, a sexy 
sexy Gordon Fisherman. Yes, sexy Gordon Fisherman. I could I could definitely see an act where it's like they start with the yellow uh, rain jacket and everything. The big somebody boots. like splashes water on them, like the, the boots instead yeah. of just being like normal boots, they'd be high heel like uh, the muckraker galoshes, boots, or whatever. galoshes, yeah. yeah, and they would be like sexy strapped galoshes. into stockings or something, oh, and yeah. Murray would be all for that. Love that. <laughs> you love your high heel galoshes. <laughs> I love it. It's my fetish. <laughs> You figured you, it out. You guys have thought about this before. Uh, yeah, no, you know. Yeah, well, Look, yeah. we're businessmen. We're entrepreneurs. We're, we're the greatest action. Yeah, we're capitalists. Which is why we're disgusted by the fact that this guy's not allowed to carry 25 Gs yes. wherever he goes. We don't go anywhere without 25 Gs. Yeah, well, you need pocket money. We went to that metal show the other day, and we had more money than everyone combined. I wish you'd pull, you said, hey, my name's Ben Franklin. Can you give us a ticket yeah, for this yeah. sold-out show? I fucked that up. Did we talk about? Never no, mind. We, we didn't talk about that. No, we got, we got, we we got, only got we, two we, hours yeah. more on this show. No. Come yeah, on. I don't, you guys would have have the class of a flash roll nice tight little flash roll this guy's got it fanned out <laughs> right and he's like he's got 25 grand and a bottle of closed up not even open liquor he's drunk driving and he's up to no good right lock him away and this is where we get the first ass-eating reference he's like look man my name is bradley hellman heir to the hellman mayonnaise estate and my daddy We'll have you eat your ass with a knife and fork if you don't release me right now. And he's like, well, maybe I like having my ass eaten. You're going to jail, mister. So now, <laughs> Jessica, this one's got contacts up on contacts. Yeah. Well, we did get a, a quick cut of her for a second there where she was like getting... Uh, police files. Yes, confidential police files. Before FOIA was a thing. Yeah. So, again... Well, she's we're... only just doing a research for her books. Yeah. That's okay, isn't it? These cops bend over backwards. The, the sheriff's on the walkie-talkie going, Oh, Jessica needs confidential files. Yeah, violate all of our privacy rules. It's Jessica. Yeah. Probably because she it... could have them killed. Exactly. You see... <laughs> It puts it immediately. You get the the seed of like, wait, what is going on with this woman? Because they're like, yes, please get her those files. Stop your day. Don't get the donuts. Don't get the coffee. Get her those files. And who the? I was very startled by the man that was getting her the files. Who the fuck was this redhead? Like he, he like, had the over the top. Chow Is that Zuckerberg's yeah. dad? Because he has that same like robot face thing going on. Could be. He creepy yeah, you have to admit the 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 featured you know occasional actors on this show have just amazing faces, amazing. I assume they're what out of work, desperate. I don't know because again, top rate for this show: thirty yeah. million viewers, guys. Thirty million viewers. What? Jesus, thirty million. <laughs> yeah, thirty million. I oh my God. that a character or an actor like that makes this town feel real. I feel like this guy only exists in Cabot Cove. Yes. You know, he's 43. He's one of the few people who's under 55 who's allowed to live there. Maybe he's a robot. I, that's what I just said. I think Sure. He- we could go full Westworld where they've all been programmed to serve Jessica. But he does the first of three in this episode where he only exists so she can give someone a little side eye. So yeah. she can look at somebody and go, did you hear that? That's right. Because they, they, like, they were like witnessing this whole interaction with Brad... It was Brad, yeah, it's Brad Hellman, Brad, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
she gets the hard side eye, and then she's like, "Oh, I've got to, I got to take this, get, get to action on this one." Right. Call my contacts in New York, the big city. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he knows all the dirt. He's, you know, the big city, uh, New York. They call it the Big Apple. I've heard and there's that been references yeah. uh, to apples being like butts. So again, we're getting she's taking another <laughs> bite out of a butt. She's gonna call the Big Apple. Is that a stretch? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, stretch. No, let's just lean into the ass eating. I mean, it's like you said, it's a trend, right? That's it. It's hot. <laughs> All right. So they contact the big important New York. You editor. know he's important because he's got a big old stogie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And suspenders. And suspenders. And he's snapping them. <laughs> he's he, like, looks, he looks, I have to admit, he's, he's kind of sexy in a Gary Cole, where Gary Cole, his character from um, Office Space, is heading. Yep. Is this guy a regular? Is, she, is this her main contact in NYC? or is just... He's on two other episodes. Never okay. see him again. Wow. That's yeah. it? Oh, yeah. This show, uh, Griffey, this show is for the brain-damaged Members of the retirement home who've wandered out looking for the puppy that died when they were nine. And then a nurse brings them back in. Oh, honey, let's get you back into the TV room. And you never miss a beat. You know, that's why they didn't even give Tom Bosley a a farewell. It's like, no, this guy's. Yeah. They won't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I did work in a retirement home for two years. So that is exactly how it works. Yeah, I I had a summer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. So yeah, okay. he's, just, he's like, listen up, this guy, his dad is an ambassador. This is a great New York accent. Hey, yo. Hey, <laughs> let me Forget tell you about, about the, it. Have you Jess. seen the Mets lately? Jess, I'll do anything for you. Gee. I looked it up. Hey, he's an ambassador. His dad's an ambassador. He eats this for every meal. <laughs> Getting two dice clay for me, dog. <laughs> well, I'm talking about eating ass, so I got to go into my dice. <laughs> He's got defense, contracts, politics, bigwig. He's possibly a lizard person. I'm not saying he is, but he might be a lizard person. Have you read any of this, David Icky fellow? <laughs> I think you should pick it up. It's a little sticky. <laughs> Once we meet him, he's definitely a lizard person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and get this, Jess. Her son was involved with a trunk driving accident four years ago. Killed four, maybe five people. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I, that's what I hear. <laughs> Word on the street. And he killed one of them was an off-duty cop. And you don't do that. And, and so she's just like, hmm. She's like nodding her head. I'm She did side-eye to just the statue in the corner. Is that right. She side-eyed the, the mounted deer head. Because there's fucking mounted she, deer heads all over this town. Oh, yeah. yeah. She definitely side-eyed the deer and gave a little wink. And the deer's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is there, oh, I'm sorry. This is a clean show. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is is there? Show. Oh, wait. We're doing a good boy episode. I don't. We always. Yeah, sometimes we get a little raunchy. Get a little blue. Is there like a kitschy detail we should be looking for? Like our lion and samurai cop. You know, you always got to look for the lion and samurai. Is there like something in Jessica's house we should be looking for? Um. Oh wow. Um. Jessica's house looks like an Applebee's exploded. Yeah. There's a picture of Lincoln I'm very fond of. A lot of and... flair. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's flair city. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's like the art department said, "What do you want me to decorate with?" And they said, "Yes." <laughs> I noticed there was a portrait of Shakespeare. On the wall. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw. Well, that. she is a writer. She is. Yeah. Sure. The Bard. 
Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, Shakespeare, Lincoln, random animals, this guy. Yeah. There's just something about tiny uh, elderly villages. It's like animals everywhere. I figure their number one industry in Cabot Cove, after the strip club... Yes. With the Gordon's Fisherman ladies yes. is kitsch and knickknackery. They just everyone goes out every day and buys antiques. Oh yeah, there's definitely an antique store. Like where we have now, like an AT and T or a cell phone store at every block for Cabot no Cove. Cabot shop, Cove everywhere. is just antique shops instead. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, every day a truck. That's why they were upset about um, Hunter Biden speeding because every day a truck, a huge. Semi's got to bring in all those antiques. Yep. Yep. To, f- to feed them. You know. Hey there, is that the Hummel, you know, truck? <laughs> Over here. And everybody's got their binoculars out watching the truck drive in. All right. Yeah. yeah. And it's the only hobby in Cabot Cove other than being murdered. Yes. yes. I mean, I can only imagine the amount of uh, mugs that are happening Maybe they're here. murdering people so they can get their antiques. That might be something that's happening. Oh my god! Like go. they don't have big like parties or anything. They have a like huge fucking estate sales. That's their parties. That's like oh my god, Ethel died. You know what Ethel had? I am loving this. Tim has got this like Wicker Man plot, and yeah, someone is sacrificed, and then their antiques are distributed. Yeah, yeah. There you go. This is murder. She wrote like this universe is fucking <laughs> ripe. It is so good. Where's the reboot? Where Angela, it? you're still available. You're still alive. Yeah, they would, come back. They would move it to like some awful suburban, like uh, uh, cul-de-sac or something. It wouldn't be this cozy Cabot Cove uh-huh. quaint. Hunter's lawyer shows up, yeah. and he's got some ass metaphors of his own. <laughs> he, he he's like, "Where's the fucking deadies? I need some eggs." First of all, his his lawyer is totally right. He's like, "This is ridiculous that you're not giving." my client bail for just running a stop sign and have the audacity to have money on him at the time. And he's like, I don't know. Must be a mix of the pipe papers must've got lost. <laughs> and he's just like, look, look, man, we can just let, how about you just let all this go? We'll make a donation to the, the antiques fund. Let my person go. And he's like, I don't think so. And he's like, all right, buddy, you asked for it because I'll have your butt so hot it could fry an egg. And you want to eat that egg. How's Nana feeling about that line? Is she hooting and hollering? I bet she, at this point, Fred Ward, who, uh, that's why I'm going to nickname this lawyer. He kind of oh, my God. Like he does yeah. look like Fred Ward. It makes me sad because he died last I know. Week. I know. It made me sad, too. I was like, he's a good-looking guy. And you now he kind of looks like the dead guy. But anyway, yeah, Fred Ward is, you're absolutely right, Tim. He's totally right. Just. Let him go. But you know, again, Nana, who's gone law and order fascist in this crazy retirement home, she's like, no, he must pay for that murder that they haven't explained yet how they know about. <laughs> exactly. Kill hey, you know the what? pig. <laughs> it's these cops and their egos, man. He's like, mm-hmm. how dare you? Yep. We, I mean, we're going to be, wait, how do we release things again? Oh, yeah. So you're going to hear all about it on Wednesday's episode because we talk about cops that just don't know how to work together. They're all just, oh, my hands are trying behind my back. They just, they don't get it. The egos are going fucking crazy. It doesn't. Uh, this is all, this is ego. Speaking of egos, Mayor Sam, he's getting all these calls from Hellman's people. They're just like, let this kid out. This is a travesty. This is injustice. This kid's white. What's going on? And Jess walks in, 
And she's just like, look, Mort, you know he's right. Don't fucking fold, Sam, because we know that's what you do because you're a spineless politician. Yeah. And she's looking great. She's got... Okay, maybe maybe can help us with this because we were trying to figure out... Ascots are for men, which of course you got Ash or right cravats. there, or cravats. Or cravats, and then yes. Is Jessica wearing a scarf here? I would call it a scarf, yeah. And she scarf. is killing it. She is a fashion maven. All of her looks in this episode, all of her looks in any episode, she is just she has stepped out of that Sears catalog that your mom got back in the eighties and just killing the whatever they called the what senior look. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that's what I would call it, yeah. Yeah. She looks great, yeah. Those little gold earrings, scarf, kill I will say <laughs> that this really triggered something in my brain because it made me realize that my my friend's mom, who I've known for, I'm 30, I've known her for 16 years now, and she has had uh, Jessica, or I forget this actress's name. Angela Lansbury. Angela She's had Angela's hair for all those years I've known her, and she dresses like a senior citizen, even though she was probably only, like, maybe 50 when I first met her. She's she's rocking out her very best Jessica Fletcher lifestyle. Yes, every salon for women of a certain age, you walk in, and it's just wall-to-wall pictures of Angela Lansbury. And you just point, all right. take the number seven with bangs from the number nine. I'm gonna and then definitely. they give you some chamomile tea. Ambassador Hellman barges in. He's got off the Civil War reenactment field playing Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> yes. Of course, we know this guy, Griff. He's the fucking, speaking of badgering people, he's the guy who would never let poor David Banner have any moment of peace on the Incredible Hulk. That's awful. I recognize you, guy. You can't hide behind that beard. You can't hide behind that. And he's just like, this is a fucking travesty. Get my son out of here now. And the mayor, spineless wretch that he is, like, oh, oh, have you ever met Jessica Fletcher? The Jessica Fletcher? And it works because Mrs. Hellman, did she have a name? Was it just M- Mrs. Hellman? She's just trophy wife, yeah. She's yeah. like, oh my God, the Jessica Fletcher. Wait, we were just talking about this when we were good Christian boys in our uh, 2025 episode, is that when we finally realized that in a good Christian society, women don't have first names. It's true. Yeah. It just misses. Exactly. It's all you need to know. That's it. So, but, yeah. but do you love, I love that they are fans of Jessica because in this universe, it's very much like Kobayashi Maru. Everyone is a fan of this author. Everyone on earth reads her book. She is the best selling author in the yeah. world. She sells more than the Bible. And Kobayashi, of course, is the hot dog guy that we all know and love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Place played by Susan Clark, wife of former Detroit Lion Alex Karras. Hmm. Parents of Emmanuel, uh, what the fuck was that kid's name? Emmanuel. Webster, yeah. Lewis. Emmanuel Lewis. The poor man's Arnold. I never watched that show. (laughs) I went to different strokes. And so she's just like, oh my God, it's the Jessica Fletcher. She does talk like that. This is the best accent you've done all day. You talk just like her. <laughs> Meredith, I put it down as Meredith. Okay. Susan is secretly Canadian, so is something you want to tell us, Tim? No. <laughs> we are really close to the border. We are. I make a run yeah. for the border. Is there is there some back bacon in your fridge? Oh please. I am don't are you accusing me of being Canadian now? How dare you? <laughs> I'm 
American as they come. You can so, go play some hockey. So what's that? So <laughs> Hellman is like, these cops are corrupt. This town needs a new sheriff. Defund the police! I mean, I can't actually, I, I, I don't, I can't refute his argument at this point. No, he's, his son's being he's douche that he is, much yeah. like Hunter Biden is a total douche. He's being railroaded at this all at the same time. Right. Yeah. Like, investigate this kid's duffel bag already. I mean, who knows what's on there, but hey, in all fairness. So Jessica's like, look, I'll take you to the sheriff. We can, we can talk this off over some chamomile tea. We can get this sorted out. So they take him to the, the, the jail. Hellman's allowed in the cell with his son to talk. Yeah, uh, this is a detail I didn't notice. So uh, Abra didn't notice it. Would you like to help us out with that detail? Yeah. I did not understand. So Hellman's inside the cell talking to his son and, you know, telling him how it's going to be. And then he, like, what, like, kind of bursts into the sheriff's office? Is that yeah. how you guys read it? Like, yeah. did he get the, you know, did he get the deputy? Or did he just use the will of that amazing set of teeth he's got? He's, like, chewed his way through the bars? Or... Oh, bro, this is a cozy little town. Nobody locks their doors, <laughs> even <laughs> yeah, the prison door. Yeah. All open. right. He just sashays all, in, yeah. <laughs> all I can think of is Moses now because you said, let my people go. So now all I can think is he walked up to, to the cage door and said, let this door open. He said, open sesame. And open sesame. <laughs> and he barges into another. He, Hellman, this is how he got, he busted into the mayonnaise business. <laughs> is he just kicked the door open with his powerful presence and words? Well, he reads his son the right. He's like, look, Connor, you're ruining you're my career. He's like, well, Dad, I bet it wouldn't help if I was in prison for the next two years. And then he's like, he's oh. like, yeah, would because his dad's all about his his career. Yeah, exactly. Him, so. This is amazing. This kid, he's such a fucking snot nosed brat. This little Hunter Biden waving his dick around on camera and everything, doing cocaine at the the. You know what the the what did you call the nice gentleman's club in town? Yo-ho-hos? The Yo-ho-hos? That's a nice establishment. You're not supposed to do cocaine. It's classy as all hell. You're not supposed to be doing cocaine off the toilet seats in there. No. There's and, a place for that. Yeah. Yeah, the champagne room. Come on. Exactly. The you champagne. You, we've been talking about ass. You, you do it off a stripper's ass. That's where <laughs> you do it. You do it. The, the, you know what? They call the like the, the, the hair on a man's to general. They call that the happy trail. The real happy trail. It's when you do a coke line to the butt crack. Exactly. (laughs) Yo, I found the treasure. We've all been around. We all know that. Be explaining to anybody. So, uh, yeah. He. uh, Meanwhile, uh, Meredith, as you call her, I don't. I I call her Mrs. Hellman. I like it, Mrs. Hellman. She's working Jess and the mayor hard. She's like, look, can't we just brush this under the rug? You know, guess you know what. I'm not even his mother. I'm, obviously, I'm too young to be the mother of this this reprobate. The eye batting that's happening here is making me uncomfortable. But I, yeah, there's some weird flirting energy. Susan's definitely bringing kind of a. Is there some other way we could settle this? Was she the mom in Tommy Boy? Mm. I've never seen Tommy because I got the same vibes from her, where it was like. I'm re- I'm I'm really old like older but I'm still fucking hot to trot. And then there was the scene in Tommy Boy where 
uh, Chris Farley even goes, whoa, my stepmom is a fox. And that's all I could think of when I saw Meredith flirting, like flapping her eyelids at this point. I have looked it up and it was Bo Derek, maybe? <laughs> maybe? Uh, no, Su- Susan Clark. Susan Clark is a hottie. If you guys haven't seen her in Forbin Project, very nice and very mm-hmm. nude. Well, implied nudity. Good movie. Impl- what? It's a weird sci fi film. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she's a very pretty lady. Well, so, anyway, yeah, she's like oh. saying to Jessica, is there any other way we can? There's always a little lesbian energy on this show. It's you have to watch a lot of episodes, but you start picking up. There's some interesting, almost- like. Yeah, Jessica runs into Linda Hamilton, answers. and she's like, I remember yeah. the fun we used to have together. And you're like, oh, hello. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Uh, I mean, this is this this show is hiding on a little network called The Peacock right now. Like, that's where it's streaming from. If this made it to, like, a Netflix, I have to imagine the Gen Z crowd would fall in love with they it. They would literally Netflix and chill. They wouldn't be fucking. They'd be like... Watch this. They would be putting this on, hearing them. They might eat a little ass, but I was gonna say they'd be hearing them talk about serving eggs off of assholes, and they'd be like, (laughs) "Fuck! I never even thought about having like a skip scramble right out of your butt." (laughs) That sounds like some new hipster restaurant where they would do that. (laughs) Serve. I don't know. So Mort, being the douche that he is, he's like, "Yeah, but what about that 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 drunk driving incident before? Because you can never you can never get." Escape your past, Griff. It's just it no. always haunts you. It's like that's he did that in the past. Oh, let it God. go, man. You gotta just let it go. I... We we learned that from uh, that cartoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. This is a Calvinist universe. There's a reason all of them pilgrims kicked out of Europe because you're never absolved of your sins. Exactly. And Helmut busts in. He, like you said, he just phases through the the, the <laughs> cell. Wait, he's a Terminator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he just goes, "Police brutality!" And then they go back in. And like I, I, I went over it last week, people. If you've ever been punched in the face, and of course you know I've been punched many times in the face. That's true. You know it pours out. You don't get a little trickle. It. That's one of my pet peeves. No, you should have blood just pouring down his face because it's, but, okay, maybe his dad just gets to know how to throw a punch. Maybe, but he, yeah, he's got the little trickle. He's like, the 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 bad sheriff did it to me, and then we're like, uh oh, cut the commercial. And, and do you think he made him do the puss thing where he grabbed his own fist and he's like, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting oh, yourself? Oh, you know what? I would have, yeah, yeah. He's got frat boy vibes too, mm-hmm. like dad does, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, they, they're in the skull and bones, you know. Yeah, I could totally. Sure. Yeah, I could totally see them. I'm not going to ruin my perfect manicure on your face. Punch yourself. Son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pointed out that they had he a was ma- standing over his son, like spit, like letting it just dangle oh, down, sucking it back up. He's doing it all. He's doing all the Big Brother shit on his. That's his pretty son. impressive. Dad must be in some good shape if he can still. He hold probably his son went down. to the same fraternity that the guys from Young Warriors went to. He picked up a, a, a cherry with his butt. Oh, cheeks. he definitely has uh, nimble butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. When you you ride across a lake with a butt candle, yeah, that thing stayed lit. What are we doing to <laughs> Nana's show? What have we done? We are monsters. global. We're globalizing, is what we're doing. We really are. What <laughs> ghost? The ghost of my grandmother, and I need to reveal at this point because it's killing me. Her name was Vivian, and she was a wonderful woman. But I don't know if you guys know this, but Vivian is short for? It's a Roman name, Vivianus. Oh, no! 
That's why she loved Murder She yeah, Wrote. Yes, yes. Every it's episode. all. Is this, is this why you picked this episode? It was all about the ass. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the butt. It's all about the butt. It's, 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 it's all of life's about the blood. This the is so fucking weird because yeah. me and Murray noticed something about Ginty. We'll get into later. <laughs> yeah. and it, of course, yeah. it ties right back into butt. Yeah. Holy shit. I did want to say, Abra did point out uh, an amazing point of detail in this show. Yeah. When they put baby baby boy Brad Hellman into his cage, the steel cage. It's called that, a cell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They put him in the cell. Yeah. Lock up, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but they actually took his belt away and his shoelaces. Yeah, yeah what the heck? Detail. Yeah, now they have – they must have had one of those, like, they got a, a guy to consult on the show and said, yeah, he wouldn't have his uh, shoelaces and his belt, you know. So let's so, yeah. just – let's contrast those two things. Attention to detail to take his belt, his shoelaces. They don't give him any kind of cutlery. He could he harm himself. He like a guy who wear loafers anyway. Yeah, so. but <laughs> he's got nothing to harm himself with. And then you have Dad, who's a Terminator, who can walk through bars and doors. <laughs> I just love it. Well, he's got he's got diplomatic immunity. He just flashes that <laughs> ambassador badge, and walls just melt. He's a sovereign citizen. Citizen. He's a sovereign citizen. citizen. And of course, he's a job creator. So the doors just open for him because right. he mm-hmm. employs people. And the mayor, being the total weasel he is, totally turns on Mort. He's like, oh, yeah. oh my god, I can't believe our sheriff would do that. But I... Jessica's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know I've known Mort for all of two seasons. Yes. He did not. He did not do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get a nice little cut of the of the you know the constituent of the mayor who he was harassing earlier in the episode. Please yeah. remember to vote. Father of the misunderstood goth girl. Yeah, yeah with the wig. Yeah, the wig. And he's bringing, he's like, hello, I brought that very nice uh, child in the cell, some food from Denny's. Yeah, he says, I just happened to be at the diner, and they, they were, cause apparently they, the diner supplies the food. For they the had basement. a conversation that went on way too long. Do you think it would have been a nod? But no, he's like, why are you bringing food down from the old Denny's? Oh, I worked there part-time. I just didn't really have a whole lot to do and thought I'd be nice and kind to the folk of Cabot Co- Cove. Cabot Cove, yeah. Cabot and, Cove uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the lowest common denominator on the expectation of this audience is no one's going to remember this guy from, what, 10 minutes ago? So we'd better really explain why he's here. Yeah. So they have him hand-delivered. I love it. I love being spoon fed at these. Yeah. It's hard doing these notes. Well, here comes the plot point. (laughs) I mean, this is for an elderly cloud. Cloud. (laughs) God, Griffin, damn it. You're talking like Ginty. I really am. Mush mouth. If I move the mic out of my face. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Okay. Um, So... But yeah, it's a it's a show for an old crowd, so of course it's spoon fed. Well, everything was spoon fed back then. There was no there's no depth to TV. Columbo makes you think. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, it's no, it's I absolutely agree. Yeah, the seventies, you you the, the the shows like Kojak were almost like plays, and they were yeah. so sophisticated. And somewhere in the eighties, it's like no, everyone's trapped indoors, crime rates going up, everyone's got ADHD. Let's just really dumb it down. Maybe it's called think... living in the Reagan era. Oh, mm-hmm. there we go. Living in the Reagan. Tim gets political. Um, right. So, anyways, homeboy from the first scene, he's back. We're not supposed to recognize him apparently, but he hand delivers 
the most beautiful, and Brad's going to tell us in the most exquisite details. He basically looks at it and says, oh, this is good Coke. Because he's excited, but he doesn't know how to use details. So the guy who we met in the first scene yeah. brings him the, it's, a, it's meatloaf, mashed potatoes with gravy, yeah. and I think carrots. Carrots. And he's so excited. He's like, he, oh, yippee. He's straight out of the Andy Griffith show. And then he's, but then he turns like heel on him. He's like, oh, you're going to watch me eat? Well. And the guy's like, whatever, shit. I just brought you some food. What the fuck? Down at the Yo-Ho-Ho, I watched him eat all the time. <laughs> Yo-Ho-Ho. No, 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 Tim. Instead of I just brought you some food, he really stares. He gives him the evil eye. Yeah, he did. Yo-Ho-Ho is the best meatloaf, by the way. <laughs> I recommend it if you're going to eat at the Yo-Ho-Ho. I don't ne- normally recommend eating at a strip club, but if you are... Always ask for the meatloaf. <laughs> Here in Portland, we have more than one vegan strip club, and I'll just leave oh you to work out what that God. means. Oh, my God. That is the best no, thing I've heard know. all yeah. day. No ass yeah. eating happening oh, there. Oh, uh, very, very, very topical question that I need to know. Are the strip clubs in Portland full nude, or are they only topless? Because that is a big separator in uh, Michigan. Uh, full nude. Full nude, okay. Mm-hmm. And you can have liquor there? Oh, yes, yeah. wow. and they have buffets that I guess are terrifying. <laughs> well, yeah, I think usually here, most in a lot of states, it's topless with booze, and then no booze. It, it, that's why people go to Windsor, which is across the border into Canada, because that's yep. all nude. Drink whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, to drink. exactly. So they're like right next to uh, Fret, Fretville, Ann Arbor. You have Ypsilanti, and they have Deja Vu down there, and it's like a topless only, no booze type of thousand lovely ones and two ugly ones. We have the Dancing Bear, and we have clubs with boys. We have clubs with, I guess we'd put it politely, plus size. Integrated ones where trailblazers are rumored to go to. Nice. it's, It's quite a, we're, I think we're, Matt, are we the top for strip clubs? He refuses to answer me. No, I got a thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wonder where you've been going for lunch. Yeah. And they they open they open way too early. I used to God, I had to bike to this one job, and I'd be like, I don't know, six in the morning. I'm on a bike. I'm like, oh. and the uh, the gay uh, whatever we called the gay video store. And this guy would dutifully drop off his kids at school and then head right to the gay video store. And I was like, hey, he's living his best life. There Who you am go. I judge? Hey, the kids I, I have, my buddy worked in adult books, or Griff loves to tell his girlfriend, "Yeah, Tim hangs out at like peep shows." Like, what the fuck are you telling me? No, I, I but like, he had stories of the down low guys. I like to make sure it's a when she asks you about it, you have to be like, "Wait, what? <laughs> no, I got to explain this now because now you're like, I have yeah. to talk to you to explain right. this." The evil and I would, out. I would explain to the audience, but we can't go in. That would be a half an hour, so we're not going to yeah, go yeah. into that. And we've real, real fast, real fast, real fast. Before we move on, the only thing about Portland strip clubs is they are all owned. The rumor is Russian mob. So what? if you screw yeah. up and you don't tip the girl correctly or you misbehave, this like six foot ten Vladimir Putin nightmare just kicks you out and sometimes mm. kicks in your teeth but hey behave yourself well we should all behave ourselves around other human beings right. anyways hmm. yeah. unless it's not ass to eat always ask for the ass all right but so we are in the prison and the stink eye guy is philip baker hall who's a great character actor and he's really given the stink eye he really was it, it mm-hmm. was intense and brad did 
I was. I'm not gonna say Brad was in the wrong. Again, he's a fucking snot, but I don't think he was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. This old guy was creepily watching him yeah. through the bars. That's his like, kink. Watching stick, young yes. boys eat. Like I said, he likes to go down to the yo ho. He oh. he gets the lap dance, but he's like, oh no no, don't dance on my lap. I want you to eat this meatloaf in front of me. That's his thing. <laughs> oh, he's and a he, feeder. Ew. Yeah. Oh no, he doesn't feed him. He just watches them eat. <laughs> oh god, did I happen on that kink? Is that a of course, that's that's a, that's a king. Anything, yeah. anything king. can get a man off somehow. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> creeps. Hey, don't be sexist. Women can be into that. No, too. women aren't aren't as creepy as we are. Oh, okay. that's just a fact. Trust me. Well, we're we're creepy in sort of a different way. That's true. oh, okay. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So he walks out, <laughs> but he gives him a mistake, guys. Episode. So we know that he's gonna something's gonna happen with him later on. Yes, we know that. Where the fuck are we right now? <laughs> Where are we? Okay, so now uh, stepmom, what have we agreed to call her? Meredith? Meredith. Meredith. I had no idea she even had a name. Like you said, I thought she just legally became Mrs. Hellman. Stepmom heads to Jessica's, who is definitely not day drinking out of that mug. No, no. definitely not. Not at all. No, no writer would day drink. No. <laughs> Stephen King taught us that. Oh, yeah. He was teetotaler. Oh, Stephen yeah. King. His best writing was when he was completely sober. He always yeah. told everybody that. Yes. And Meredith is like, look, they're, they're, they're from the big city. They're used to grease and palms. They're just like, can we just get this shit? So we can get the fuck out of this fucking one strip club town. <laughs> it is a good strip club, though. It, well, it's great, great motif. I don't yeah. know. Get, get a woman with a peg leg. I don't know. But they serve that. too much meat. Way too much meat. And everything's off butts. <laughs> She's like, look, nothing can be proven. So why don't we just put this under the rug? This incident's going to ruin my husband's life, his reputation. And then Jess has always got a heart. You can never outrun your past. She's like, well, yeah, well, what about when Brad killed, like, five people? One of them was a cop. Ooh. And she's like, well, you know, people have bad days, you know? Yeah. I mean, the bad day defense is perfect. I mean, that works for a lot of rich people. And then she's like, uh... Let me just. She sees that she's getting nowhere with Jess. Yeah. Did you did you like this nice little turn here from Meredith, where she went from being a you know polite, like "Oh, your kitschy shit's wonderful," to "You better step back off." Yeah, I I love Meredith's energy. She's got that. If she's not the very important person, she's the you know ally of the very important person. You know, she's the right hand of doom, and she's like, "I will rain terror down on you." Right. Great energy. She's like, just tell your sheriff to back off or his yeah. ass may be eaten with a knife and fork. <laughs> Raw. Oh. Oh. Raw. Oh. Wasn't Spock who said it so beautifully? Revenge is a dish best served over easy buns up cold. Spock? Was it Khan who said that? With mayonnaise. With oh. mayonnaise. Oh, with a dollop nice. of mayonnaise and <laughs> a right. cherry tomato, 75% red, 25% green. <laughs> We got to add that to the glossary episode. Oh, oh my God. That's going to be such a challenge to do that episode. But the most hey. important part of the scene is that she defends the son's drunk driving because someone else was driving the car. Ooh. Oh, right. oh, yeah. Keeping us on track with the plot points because this is supposed to be a murder episode and we're yes. not. We haven't had a murder yeah. yet. Where's the murder? <laughs> oh, wait. Never mind. Excuse me. They're, this is just a fun Nana show. Yeah. Nothing bad <laughs> happens in this town. So Morty, no. he's like. Got the boo-boo face on. He's throwing skipping rocks at the docks. Jess comes up. She's wearing her Columbo jacket, but it's nice and pressed. It's not yeah. wrinkled. Okay. 
this is a good question for me to ask. <laughs> I need to know, does Jessica often wear the detective coat? I don't think I've ever seen this before. She rarely repeats oh. outfits. I think she's got that Stevie Nicks condition where she just burns her clothes at the end of the day and buys yeah. a fresh set. Again, the economy in Cabot Cove is the antiques, the strip club, yep. and buying Jessica fresh new outfits. Yeah. Maybe she just sells it the next day to make a hot prof. Yes. Because she is the biggest name in town. Yeah. Right. She just she goes outside and she kind of flips them towards somebody and, you know, like, here, I don't even want these. Yeah. But do you guys assume she was meeting the sheriff for a hookup? I think so. I don't know. I, I'm kind of, you were saying, she's got some gay vibes going off her, so I don't yeah. know what's going on with Jess. <laughs> oh, man. I also got kind of the unsolved mysteries vibe going on here, because wasn't that the gimmick of that show? This guy would always walk up, and this scene is lit by one light above their heads, even though they're at a dock. Why is there the <laughs> yeah, one light? True. Like the yeah. X-Files operating room <laughs> with the one light. And she walks up with the rain jacket on. Oh, you got to call it quits, say. Yeah, he pussies out. He's like, I'm done. If I can't have my way, I quit. One rich person is putting the, the squeeze on me here. I'm done. I'm out. Right. This, is, this reminds me of back when I was in New York. All the politics. You know, you actually had to fill out paperwork and stuff. You know, I just want to kill somebody and get away with it. What's wrong with that? They're criminals. Yeah. And we see that Jessica's going to push back on him hard and be like, what's the deal with Frank Casey? And you see, you see, uh, 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 wait, what is our sheriff's name? Mort. Mort. We see Mort's eyes light up. He's like, Frank Casey? He was my friend. I, I bowled with him once. I bowled. <laughs> you <laughs> bond. Even... Tim, you bond. Bowling Do is you? intimate. You put your fingers in the hole. You're rubbing <laughs> the ball. You're wearing Man, someone else's shoes. Ball. It's an intimate, sexy sport. You're I... rolling that ball down a lane. Don't you see it? You, you're painting a very sexy picture. You eat hot dogs. Yes. You I get very get drunk. Clubs. Let's go to the bowling alley. <laughs> What's right? the bowling alley called, Murray? <laughs> yeah. Don't put me, on, put me on the spot. Come on. I came up with yo-ho. That was good, all right? I once, I once um, in a miserable rental, lived right behind a bowling alley, and every Friday night, the fights would start. Something would happen inside the bowling alley, like, at the exact same time. So, like, Wait. if we were going to go out for the evening, it'd be like, okay, the fighting's starting. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Like, you're walking home. I never home knew how nice... unruly Portland was. It's, like, <laughs> it's like worse than Detroit. It's, just, it's, it's uh, like something out of Deadwood at times. It's hard to explain. <laughs> I just yeah. love this idea. It seems like the, the, the um, Wayne's World diner room where you open the door and there's just the spies fighting with flamethrowers and shit. It's like, oh, shit. If we pay our tab now and walk down by the bowling alley, we'll watch people fight. All right. That's why people need fight rings. That's why people need exactly safe- you. You guys are gonna do a, a service. Oh, it's a Appar- safe place, space for people Portland's to watch we- people kill each other. Apparently, Portland's where we need to start. This is mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. Apparently, yeah, Portland's lawless. There's yeah. no laws, so we can oh yeah, see. we could get some like uh, far right wing proud boys uh, to play up whatever side, and then we can get some Antifa people in. The- this could work. Oh I'm God. pretty sure you could get actual Proud Boys to agree to do this. Actually, we probably yes. Yeah. We can. We could do a whole thing where we have Antifa fight Proud Boys. They want to do it anyway. God. Why don't we profit off of it? Exactly. We're doing Nana so proud. I know she yeah, would be this into is, this yeah. whole idea. 
But yes, let's get to you know, my favorite we're halfway, scene. We're yes. We still haven't seen Ginty yet. <laughs> I know. We're so close, though. We just have to get through my favorite, favorite scene with some traumatized children, and we will be there. All right. Yeah. Play it out. Let's push, hear it. Push us. <laughs> oh, okay. So... It's a beautiful day. You can hear the Andy Griffith theme in your head. The two kids are heading to the fishing pole. They're so cute. They're so sweet. And the little redhead, who's not a particularly good actor, is like, what's that over there? Or some such. And they cut to Hunter Biden covered in what? Ketchup? Do you guys think that was ketchup? Well, no. Yeah, it was from the meatloaf. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It could he just have been gorged that. on the meatloaf at the strip club, and he's taking a nice nap. And they <laughs> cut back to the two kids, and the one is truly traumatized. I don't know if it is stage mom said, you will do this, and you will make this work, oh, or that's- I will never feed you again. But the other kid's like, I'm not impressed. I've seen bodies. I grew up in Cabot Cove. I see death every day. Exactly. Based on uh, the movie we're covering on Wednesday, what I think it actually is is jerk sauce <laughs> i think dude meatloaf with jerk sauce <laughs> that is... a balsamic yeah a little dollop of mayonnaise on top so what i'm hearing is this guy's sweater is delicious it is. <laughs> i mean mm. not only is it canary yellow but it is just a, yeah. a treat for your taste buds i don't know that that kid's I... gigantic tennis shoes with the tongues exposed yeah. with free it's <laughs> If you have flashbacks. I, I'm glad to like hear it. this was your favorite part too, because I literally paused it and me, okay, me and Kayla laughed at it for like nine minutes. Just, just there was something about this windy road where people. It's like are, Andy Griffith show. Yeah, where yeah, with the fishing poles and everything. Little Opie, yeah, with giant white tennis shoes. And we know that people drive at least 55 down this windy <laughs> road, but there's a stop sign that we don't see. <laughs> there's a stop sign that no one sees, and so the sheriff hangs out there to arrest people <laughs> right. because he needs to make money for the city. Right. It all worked. We just exactly. Stopped. That's why they enforce that stop sign to allow the sweet, innocent children who are not going to escape death. Oh. So you have to keep them as innocent as you can, as long as you can. So that brings up a good question: How many children who are trying to go fishing have been murdered at that oh, curve in the road? God. Well, they're children. They don't matter. They're under fifty. So this, like, if if they panned left, there's just a pile of corpses. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a dead body. Oh, there's a couple more dead bodies. It's like seashells on the shore. You know, you just find dead bodies everywhere. Oh, yeah, there yeah. Was- yeah. Why didn't she ever come back to class? Oh, I found his corpse. That's oh, why man. this town has nobody under the age of 55. They all die. Because they all get murdered at the fucking murder corner. Well, no, we, we, we've already established this is like Wicker Man. They, they sacrifice the children. Oh, Exactly. This is the dark price. This is the world Elon Musk, if you guys don't stop him with your tunnel and your fight cage, this is the world he wants where rich people can just drive around being douchey and the children die. He wants to build a tunnel in Louisiana to help him with their flood problems. (laughs) I I hate that guy. Is there, can you think of any logistical problems with that? He's the smartest man in the world, of course. That's what I hear, yeah. Yeah. Isn't Louisiana like a swamp? Yes, below yeah. sea level. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. He's just like, I'll just build a tunnel. <laughs> You're in the lane, and there's like an alligator next to you. How you doing? So yeah, that's the thing. Build a tunnel so the water goes in the tunnel, and then the city just collapses. No, their solution uh, is to build fan boat highways. I, uh, already... This is accidentally amazing, and I'd like to hear more. Yeah, yeah well, it, it's coming. Like, out will Burt Reynolds be involved? <laughs> uh, only in my dreams. Okay. Look, he's got a mustache to look up to. 
So now I'm just I'm just tooling around in a fan boat with an alligator, and this sounds sounds it, I know. All right, but let's get to it. Let's Little get there. Sheriff, he gets another visit from old USG Ulysses S. Grant, and he's like, "I am so ready to eat your ass, Mister, because my son is dead, and you did it." And Mort's like, "Huh, me?" Cut the commercial. So now Mort, he's in with the uh, mayor, the sniveling crunt, Sam. And I mean, this is where we see, this is where I felt a little nausea coming on. Oh. I just, I said something was wrong. Yeah. It's Ginty. Oh, God. Ginty in the house. You, you detected his foul stench when you were brought on board. His goddamn super <sighs> p- fucking styled hair. Somehow it's, he made himself uglier. I, I know. You think with the super style, he, was, he usually let it flow, and it had, yeah. like, that Larry Bird, uh, just, like, it's just doing whatever it wants. And we've <laughs> yeah. already seen that he kind of does resemble Larry Bird, who, of course, is the worst basketball player of all time. As worst person of all time. Worst person. After Ginty. After Robert Ginty. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really does look like Ginty has just pinned a wig on top of a wig. Yeah. <laughs> A hat on a hat, a wig yeah, on a wig. Yeah, like like no one. Maybe he was drunk. I figure he passed out as usual, soiled his you know outfit, and he wandered back into makeup and hair and said, "Do me." And they're like, "But I already okay." And it was just easier to put another wig on. Yeah. On the set of Murder, she wrote, "I wouldn't be surprised if he went into makeup and said, do me.'" <laughs> yeah. he, he That's just, it. He he pushes Incredible Hulk guy out of the way. Get to me. Yeah, get your child oh, out of the way. Oh, you know, get my throwing his weight around. Like, do you know who I have? I started not one but two exterminator movies. <laughs> do you think he brings up white fire to anybody? I hope not. <laughs> I wouldn't. Does he, does he have that? Uh, there, there are rumors about like you know teamster extras on sets that they'll like make jokes about your worst film. Like poor Catherine Hagel. I guess when she's filming, they'll make these jokes about. Like her bombs while she's walking around. So I'm hoping they're like, "Why fire? You suck. You wanted to do your sister. Yeah. Get over this guy. He want to fuck his sister." <laughs> and he's like, "Excuse me." And they're like, "I, I said move to the left, Mister Ginty." I feel like after we you finish try to finish up Nana's episode here, we need to have an episode where we just get all of our Ginty frustration <laughs> because this is that'll be our number one episode. This is getting love lovely. our Ginty. Yes, 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 yes. Like chess, we get a bell and you hit the bell. Yeah. Ginty off. Yeah, we'll call up all of our guests and they'll get 10 minutes to just talk about how much they hate Ginty. <laughs> well, Rose Ginty. Yeah. yeah. There we go. So, this is where me and Murray started to notice in this very butt heavy level episode <laughs> yeah. that Ginty's got a little butthole bow. Yes. <laughs> Ginty's got, got back. He's got, <laughs> he's got big butt cheeks and a big little butt mouth. And. And yeah, and just, his jowls are a bit buttish. Let's just say they're uh, just dripping. Assy McGee, that's his name. It's Ginty as Assy McGee. Do you guys remember that from Adult Swim? Yeah, I do. Ginty McGee is what we're gonna Ginty. call him now. Because he's just like, oh he's like a state trooper. And he's like, uh, Sheriff, I'm taking over this this murder. You're my prime suspect. I want your gun. I didn't know what's the what's the hierarchy with cops. Does a state trooper have like power over a of a sheriff? So he's like, I can take your gun and badge. I don't know. Yeah, like how does it work in Maine? So he comes in and it's like, yeah, give me your gun. It's like, okay, fine. Well, no, not fine. More, it's like, 
Fuck you. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. He just double birds them and just moonwalks out right. of that room. Like, fuck y'all. Right. He's, like, he's like, I'll one up you. Here's my gun and here's my fucking badge. And just throws it in the mayor's face. And then just rips off. The, and what Griff pointed out, did you notice? He always carried that 10-gallon hat. He never put it on his head. <laughs> He was constantly carrying it with him. Did he have soup in it or something? He had his lines in it, and you know that. Tim. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Oh, that right. makes perfect sense. Actually. You know they pulled a Marlon Brando, whatever that film is, where Robert Duvall had to wear Marlon Brando's lines on his body. <laughs> Godfather, yeah. Yeah, he's just turning that, the hat. And that the movie? other thing Godfather. is, actually, that's what I do when I'm trying to remember <laughs> yeah. Godfather. I'm like, what was yeah. that one movie? Yeah, that one. I think a few people saw it. Yeah, yeah. spaghetti's involved. So, more he goes when he needs solace. He goes to Jess. Mm-hmm. See, he goes over to Jess, and Jess is like, "Look, I'm not going to give up. You might have given up, pussy, but I'm not giving up on you. We're going to get down to the bottom of this case. We're going to solve it. That's what I do. I solve cases. Murder. I wrote it. <laughs> and then so she's like, "Think about it. Why was Brad in town? Because I remember his 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 stepmother, Mrs. Hellman." mentioning that she went to the hotel. He claims he was just there for the day. Yeah. But she went to the hotel to get his clothes so he'd have a fresh outfit. Yeah. What's up with that? And also, you said the car was his friend's. Who was the friend? Who was the friend? Who may have been driving the car? Because anybody could have been driving the car. So... Mort goes, hey, I got some friends of my own. Maybe I'll go get them, get to my contacts. You go back to Cigar Chomper in New York because he knows everything about these guys. So that's what she does. Yeah. He's like, get a load of this, Jess. Not only was he driving some other broad's car. This is a flashback to uh, the murder, uh, vehicular murder, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Right. I heard from a source... You didn't hear from me. I heard from a source. Sis. That there was a broad with him in that car. And she laid an anonymous tip to when the accident happens. I didn't like when he went into all the details about the broad that was supposedly in the car. Long of the leg. <laughs> Long of the wig. Shoulders that you could put a, a clock to. This a is wig. how people talk about women, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do. I, I write poetry. Else, but... So like so now we're like hmm, we're intrigued now these mysterious women there's this and I think he he finds out who the drive the car was owned by a Morgan Phillips Morgan Phillips what a name I know doesn't sound fake at all so <laughs> Jess she meets up with a uh, who the f- oh I was like who the fuck's Avery that's Ginty yeah <laughs> and Ginty's just like I don't care what evidence you got. This guy's everybody's just like no evidence guilty. And, and it, turnaround's fair play. I don't feel bad for Mort because he did the exact same thing Ginty's doing to him to Brad. Yeah. He's like, this is a small time sheriff. Obviously, he's corrupt. Yeah. You know, I'm putting this guy away. Well, I mean, seriously, if we're going into Predator 2 and they have that nice computer readout of that incident, you would hear it and be like, Mort's in the wrong here. You didn't offer this kid bail for offering you a bribe, which is just your word now. And you beat this kid in the face and you imprison him for 
blowing a stop sign that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Like, nothing makes sense in Mort's story. So why wouldn't Avery be a little, you know, uh, you know, barbed suspicious. towards him? Yeah, yeah, suspicious of him. And not only that, they found the murder weapon. Fuck, we're making it sound like Ginty's a good guy, and I hate that. I don't like this. <laughs> no, yeah, Ginty is the, um, he has not had the, uh, the, the truth-seeking aura of Jessica, you, you know, it, it, it hasn't infected his brain yet. He will, he'll will be turned. Um, he's the classic cop. He's like, I just want to close the case. I don't care yeah. who's innocent or not. How I am seeing this when I okay again your notes kind of help me lead lead to this point. I did my research and my research was your notes here, and I started to realize, and this makes perfect sense because we know Ginty is a shell of a human being. He's not human at all. He's got a little butthole mouth and just a face you don't want to look at. Yeah, he's an empty shell. You're right. Um, Jessica willed him into Cabot Cove, and he is not real. He is a puppet being maneuvered by Jessica. Look at all the scenes when they're in it together. He is blank of the face. And yes, I know that's Ginty. Do you ever see Ginty without Jessica? You're right. You never do. Yeah. And there's the only time he plays it up really well is when he's hiding in that closet later on. And then he pops out as soon as Jessica walks in the door. So, little marionette act here. Okay. okay? Jessica is Q. Q is Jessica. And I don't mean Q and non-Q. I mean Q from the Star Trek universe. So, yeah, Ginty's like, look, I found the gun and the fingerprints on it, and I bet they're Mort's. So, case closed, Jess. And then he, like, stretches his hands back. He's like, but I'm not going to tell you anymore. I'm going to go take this phone call and stare off into the dartboard abyss. And don't you dare look at that evidence. Yeah. Oh, me? I would never dream of it. All right, I'm turning my back now to call somebody on the phone. <laughs> oh man! Turns his back. Don't you look at that? And she's like, "I'm not looking." And she does. She's she's the master. We've learned she's the master of the side eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She reads. She reads that serial number, and then she's like, "I got to call my contacts." I would like to believe that Abra, as a child, got so into the show, she had a little notebook. She'd be like, "Oh shit." Uh, she looked down at the evidence two zero four six. We're gonna look that up later. Meredith, I, I did love that they did a close up Griffey of of her clearly repeating back the numbers. I thought that was you know a good little memory device. And yeah, maybe I did carry that through my life. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you see, I allowed myself to believe it was something complicated. So when I was doing the notes, I was busy writing, typing at the moment on my typewriter because I <laughs> I didn't sell out like Jessica. I still kept the typewriter out. Yeah. Me and Murray's notes are typewritten. Um but I double did, space and everything. Double space and mm-hmm. everything. Um and I always go back and fix You're my keeping errors. uh white out in operation because nobody uses whiteout anymore. Yeah, that's why they're sponsored us every week. You're saving Mike Nesbitt's mother. Right? Oh, obscure. Yeah, they're just sending you a case of whiteout every week. Oh, what do they need it for? Goddamn right they are. <laughs> uh, what was I getting at here, though? I have no idea. It was a fun little cul-de-sac, but yes, yeah. so Jessica, she notices the clue. The gun registration number. 
And she, and then Mort, he's got some some people, some contacts on the fours. That was it. I thought the serial number was fucking longer. It was four numbers, yeah. and you even get to see her sound it out. She can't remember her, twelve with numbers. Dumb little lip. <laughs> Two, zero, four, six, and she enunciates every letter so fucking. Oh, that's all she needed. She could. She tells Mort. He calls some contacts in the Alton of the Fours in New York, and they're like. Hey, it's 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 to this Morgan Phillips. Wasn't that the person that owned that car that he was in that accident with? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Next day, they go to the hotel where all the Hellmans are staying. They're they're like, bring me another Black Caesar salad. And they, we see that this Morgan's with them. And Jessica plays it cool, and she's just like, oh, hey, I just, I just happen to be in, you know. I hear the, the Black Caesar salad's great here. Yeah. Um, who's who's this beautiful young woman you're with? Like, oh well, this is our our son's fiance. Uh, you don't say, Morgan Phillips. Yeah, and she's looking really nervous and antsy. So Jess and Jessica's picking up on that. Yeah, and she's like, uh, Jessica brings up something. Uh, I think Meredith. She's she's like, you know, the captivate the canary. She's like, oh yeah, it was a shame about how how Brad was shot three times. Exactly. You just stare into the camera and say it slowly. Yeah, I also believe this went into your little notebook there. Okay, she said three shots and stared into the camera. And, and they're like, oh, 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 we gotta leave. So they just get out and leave. Yeah, as soon as, as, soon as uh, Jessica brings up, like, oh, I would love to talk to you, Miss Jeffries. Wait. Phillips? Phillips. I'm thinking of Philip Jeffries from Twin Peaks. Okay. And yeah, they just they just rush uh, Morgan out. Morgan looks back like she wants to talk. Yeah, she's nervous. Jess, like like uh, like uh, Aubrey said, Jess ro- rules the city, this town. Mm. So she goes to the, the hotel clerk. It's like, look, I like the because this clerk does not just feed straight answers either. Jess is so into this world where it's like, oh no, I'm this so I'm so fucking good. She's a total narcissist. She's like, <laughs> I am so amazingly charmful that I can get the answers I want without anyone having having to say a single word. So somebody else take this away. This scene is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her Ooh. confidence here is is so amazing. Just oozes charisma. She's like. Oh, yeah. I'm the main character. You're a side quest. I don't have much time for this, so let's just get through this. Click, click, click. Take my clue. Kill the werebears. Whatever is going on here. And this, this, as you guys pointed out, this this um, character actor playing the keeper of the inn is magnificent. She plays a little game with him because, again, I've theorized she seduced every man in this sad little town. Oh and she's like, you don't have to say Morgan was with hunter biden just pull your ear you know how you like to pull your ear and he is tugging on that ear just so many kinks in this town ear pulling hunter biden in ukraine with the laptop yeah yeah he you can just tell he's just like oh give me one more minute you know just (laughs) gives him a little wink yeah so yeah so now we learn that morgan was also in the room with bradley hunter Mm -hmm. So now we cut to Jess. She's visiting fucking Ginty again. And she's like, look, I got some clues. I got, a, I got some leads. This Morgan woman. 
Yeah, I've got very important, interesting information. Don't ask me how I got it because it will not stand up at all. And none of this shit will stand up in court, by the way. And again, up. because she is control. Ginty is a vessel of a human being. He's a topa. She is controlling him. She goes, "There's this person named Morgan, but she needs some, you know, some like conflict because again, she is controlling this whole town for her murder. Murder she writes, so she's got to add that flair to it, you know." Avery's got to be a conflicting presence, so okay. she, she controls him to conflict it. Yeah. So yeah. they bring they bring Morgan in, and Avery's just like, "Well, take over, Jess." Yeah. <laughs> Literally hands over the investigation to this retired <laughs> widow. He's standing in the back, staring into the back of her head as she talks. To Morgan Jeffries. Morgan Phillips. Yeah. Philip Jeffries. Morgan Jeff. Morgan Phillips. And Morgan, she cracks. Because you can't stand her the scrutiny of a side eye from Jessica Fletcher. As soon as she hands you that fucking chamomile tea on a doily, you're mm-hmm. done. Yeah, you're, you're done. Yeah. And she does this wonderful little sashay up the room and turns, and you know it's all going to come spilling out. I expect yeah. her to start singing. Yeah, as soon as, you, as soon as she hits you with that side eye, it's just like, oh! It just fucking cracks you right open she's like look okay yes the car is my car i had to drive morgan up to cabot cove because he has a suspended license nothing wrong with that right and he just told me he just had something important to do here and he's not gonna tell me but i trust him he's my fiance and not to mention i am 23 years old and this beautiful man who's connected his father is gonna be a senator i'll have you know He's going to marry me. And he said, I'm not going to marry you until you help me do this. So, of course, I have to do it. You would understand. Right. And then we get a nice little flashback. And we see Brad is hitting that bottle of whiskey. And he's just ranting and raving. And he's like, look, there's this woman and she's blackmailing him. And I need need to take care of her. I'm going to shut her up forever. Mm. So Morgan, we're back into real time, right. and she's explaining this to Jessica. Just happened to bring her gun up to Cabot Cove because she heard the history of Cabot Cove. Uh, I think might need Brad told her she needed to bring the gun. Well, yes, they're going to Cabot Cove, most dangerous. Exactly, city it, it is the most dangerous city on earth. And remember, in Maine, you have moose, exactly. you know, rogue moose. Oh yes, you gotta of defend yourself. Yeah, that's true. Stand in my ground, Mister Moose. <laughs> But when Morgan heard, like, she doesn't want any part of a murder. So when she heard that he was going to take care of this forever, she's like, that might have something to do with my gun. I know what I'll do. I'll hide it in his luggage. He'll never look in his luggage. Right. That's, that's perfect logic. Avery, being the smart person, being controlled by Jessica, is like, nothing about the story checks out. Why would you bring the gun up? Why would you think that he's going to marry while you? while she's doing it, the actress is just pulling Kleenex yes. out of a box. No tears in her, in her eyes at all. <laughs> she's just pulling Kleenex out. Oh, are you trying to say she's the Jessica Puppet too? Puppet? Puppet? No. Yeah, it's exactly. Know. It's like Jessica, for the scene, needed no. She needs to be upset. Pull Kleenex because she controls them all. Yeah. I wow. think that's what's happening here. Again, mm-hmm. she's getting bored with the control, so she needs some opposition. Again, yeah, nothing yeah. about this is real. She is creating everything in her mind to write her rights, her murders. She writes. Oh, come on, Tim. After seven years of a simulation, you don't think you would just start messing stuff up? 
you don't want to know. You don't know what the Jedi would do. Yeah, it would be okay. Disturbing. I believe I mean, you, you would. You'd be setting fires. You know. It would, he would be in the black sunglasses with the trench coat. He'd be full on Matrix. That was the most impactful movie in Murray's life. He's yeah. He's totally. I'm uh, what, the red pill. What pill yeah. is the one yeah. the incels take? The red pill is the one that yeah, it's right. it's like the. Um, do you remember the cycle in Groundhog's Day when he's just done pretending to care and he gets like a hooker? Oh yeah. I'm I'm heading. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. having the meatloaf special at Yo Ho Ho every damn day. Yeah. Eating yeah. an awful woman's ass. I hear they have with to... a knife and a fork. I have you. <laughs> That's classy. Yeah. Napkin. Talk to Napkin. I it's your collar. Of head. course. Um, I also hear that Yo Ho Ho has the second best coffee in town, too. And that's not bad. <laughs> right. Denny's, it, of it course. It is good. Well, Denny's. Everyone knows Denny's is the best coffee. <laughs> Especially you pricks that fucking listen to Statham Mechanic over Bronson Mechanic. God, I hate you guys. <laughs> so. All right. Where are we at here? So, Jess. She's uh, she's like, look, I got a plan. It's your, well, because we know that now Brad was coming up. This is not his first time in Cabot Cove. He's coming back, and he's being blackmailed by somebody, and he's trying to kill somebody. So Jessica's like, somebody else in this town knows who Brad is and knows maybe who uh, Morgan Morgan is. Okay. That's her name, right? Right. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It's called the blackmailer. They know the blackmailer is living in Cabot Cove, so oh. she's like, "I know what I'll do. I'll pretend to be the blackmailer." So she has a note sent to the the lawyer. Right. What What did she do? She left it at the hotel, right? Yes. Yeah, because they're all staying at. There's only one hotel in Cabot Cove. Well, there's two, but the other one's the Swinger Hotel. Oh, okay. And there's no clothes allowed. The in hotel, that one. motel. Yeah. Yeah, and for some reason, you always bring your lawyer along when your son gets killed by a sheriff. I'm sure every oh. rich white person has a lawyer. Well, on, the, you know, I mean, the okay, lawyer. That's probably true. The yeah. lawyer was there immediately when he was being harassed by the police. Right. Which we all agree was rightful situation. Yeah. He should. So the note reads, hey, time to talk about some more money. Meet me. And he knows. he Apparently, they've been paying off these people for a while. So he knows where to go. So Jess and Mort in the nice Cadillac convertible are going to follow him. Yeah. And they and lo and behold, who this? What house did they stop at? The Costners. The Costners. They moved here four years ago. Hmm. That was the name hmm. of the show. You put it in there. What happened four years ago? Oh yeah, an accident involving Bradley uh, Hellman. Oh, interesting. Hold the mayo. Hold the mayo. So you know, so we see it's the kindly. If you don't know who Costner is, he's the kindly old man that brought the meatloaf to bread. Oh, of course, with a nice dollop of mayo on the side. Right. Oh. Got to have the dollop. Yeah, it's just. Dessert. And they live in a house with the highest ceilings I've ever seen. It's almost like they didn't care how this looked. <laughs> Yet on the outside, it's just a, it's a single level house. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Huh. See you. you <laughs> You get the spirit of going up there. You notice the details. You, you're seeing all, everything. You're pointing out that these these roads they're driving down are totally East Coast roads and not West Coast roads. Definitely. So Jeff's like, uh, Jeff, Jessica's like, Mart, yeah. shut up. Let me take over. And she starts grilling the parents. Uh, no, she, she talks to Jane alone in the park. Was her name Jane? Janet. Janet. Yeah. Uh, she, she, like... She well, was... first, no, first the parents were like, look, 
we were watching Wapner, all three of us last night. Case oh, closed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She does talk to the parents first. Yeah, they're Wait, like, I thought she talked to Janet and then they talked to the parents together. No, I think they yeah, talked- the the airtight alibi of we were watching TV. No, it will never stand up in court. You know, but it will. Yeah, or it won't break them. Yeah, it's like, oh damn it, and, they were watching and, TV. No. Then they go, well, what did you watch? And yeah. all three say the same thing, like, hey. Hey, we're living in a time where uh, VCRs were hard to come by. Yeah. This is early 90, you know? They were hard to come this by. This is true, early. actually. Yeah, like if they can remember the ads and stuff, maybe they're telling the truth. Thank you. Did it have that oh. Stanley Steamer ad? Damn it. Yeah, ex- right. thank you. <laughs> this is a pretty damn good alibi, actually. <laughs> but Janet's looking uh, distressed. She's, you know, jumpy. So Jess is like, I think I need to talk to Janet privately. Oh, that's how. Okay, this makes sense. So it's like, Janet, put on your wig. We're heading out to the park. And we, we, we and she talks about it. And we learned that, yes, they used to live in New York. And she used to be a bit of a whore. She would Ooh. just go to, you know, one night stands all the time. Yeah. And she's like, one time I hooked up with Brad. Mm-hmm. He, looked, he was pretty cool. He had a cool car. He bought me booze. It had main license plates on it for some reason. <laughs> and I got that. Oh, no, that was your notes. Yeah. yeah we <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. We're weaving your notes in there so perfectly that yeah. we're pointing it out to ruin <laughs> yeah. the illusion. Right. <laughs> and so we got in this horrible accident. I broke my ankle. I walked two miles uphill. Both ways. Both ways. And I called, I called the tip in. Yeah. It was me. Yeah. And I don't regret anything. That guy ruined it. I was like, I wanted to go to, to the courts with our parents. Like, hey, we can get, make money off of this. How about we just blackmail? Because we got to pay for that broken ankle. Yeah. And so guys, wouldn't, like, wouldn't you guys honestly do this if you could get away with it? Get wait, some money. Get some money off of, like, a, a, I was reading about how a woman successfully sued herself for causing the accident that she caused. You know? Like, if you could get the insurance money, wouldn't you do it? Oh, if I was screwing over an insurance company, hell yeah, I'd yeah, do that. Sure. Yeah. If I was screwing over another person, no, I wouldn't want to do that. Unless well, it was Robert Ginty estate. Yeah. <laughs> I would take them for every penny. I send they them lawsuits every lawsuits, lawsuits every week. He's just Act- hanging around Ginty's place in this terrible wig. Oh right. Yeah. So now Jessica's <laughs> got everything. She's she's yeah. broken the case. She's like, yeah. I so now time to toy with people. Because that's what you do, Griff. Yeah. But, I mean, she still has to convince Avery because he's uh, leading this case. And he won't hear of it. He's like, no. It was more. She's like, no, I've got new evidence, man. She sounds like, you know, yeah, Jeff Lebowski like, here. She's like, she's like well, what about the fingerprints? Yeah, they weren't more, but so what? Yeah. You know? It doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we just need to close the case. It's all about the stats at the end of the day. And we don't give a shit. There's a dead guy. I actually think that uh, Morgan's uh, fingerprints were the ones that were on the gun. But they don't think about her at all. No, they don't. They, they, they He's like, it's Mort. It's the, obvious. The, the first scene when they reveal the gun, they're like, yeah, those aren't Mort's prints. But yeah, we're going to convict Mort. Right. Everybody's just railroading everybody. In right. So Jess now that I think was, about it, yeah, if Morgan is big of a party girl as Tim is saying, you know she's got her prints in the system from slapping some doorman at a club or something. You know? right. <laughs> maybe maybe she works out of the yo ho ho with that wig. <laughs> That's her, yeah. 
<laughs> that's her disguise. Like she's that? the only stripper that wears a wig in her normal life and takes it off <laughs> oh, at the strip club. Oh, that makes sense. That's her big reveal. Oh. Just get All a right, better so wig, Janet. Just get a better. Yeah, we wig. are so close. Oh, man, <laughs> but then Jessica's like, "Well, about the coroner's report." It shows he was shot with two bullets, but there were three shots off that off that gun. Yeah. So of course, Jessica, ma- maniac that she is, she's like, "Oh, oh, oh, God! I feel such a good plan coming on." Avery, follow me. And of course, Avery is a creation of her own mind. So he's like, "Well, I don't know about this, but okay, I guess I'll come along with you." What do you say, lady? You are the murder writer, after all. He's just pulled into her, her, her charm. Yeah, yeah. Those sweaters—they're disarming. <laughs> they, they have hypnotic symbols on them. Exactly. They literally <laughs> had the alphabet on them, and he just mm-hmm. kept going. That was a Ouija board. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! That's power. Yes. Yeah, she's got like, and like, and like any god, she's got a toy with her minions. So she's right. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna, I got this great plan. We're gonna fuck with Mrs. Home. Oh, of course. So they go back to the hotel. It just so happened that Meredith is like on her way out to get ready I... to leave. They're ready to go back. Oh, to they're going to go back. Home. I thought they were yeah. going to go play putt putt. Oh, no, <laughs> you're getting ready to leave. But Gabbett comes putt putt. Of course, it's a die for. It's one of the best. The loop de loop. I can never do it. I can never do it. You can't get the power. So she's just like, uh, you know, they 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 found the gun. And they think uh, they think the guy was wearing gloves, huh? But get this, it doesn't matter because if you wear gloves, uh, formaldehyde. They... What the fuck came off the gun? Nitrate. Oh, yeah. Nitrate. Very good. Same stuff in hot dogs. You Murray pointed out so clearly that when you eat a hot dog, you're actually exploding nitrate on right. your hands, and you might be framed for murder. Yeah. So uh, if yeah, Susan's up, she's Susan uh, Clark is just up gorging the hot dogs like, oh no. Yeah, exactly. If you are eating hot dogs, guys, this is a fact of life. Wikipedia, this shit. I mean, me and Murray posted that all over the internet. (laughs) It's a true fact. If you're eating a hot dog, you're exploding nitrates all over your hand. So that's why me and Murray, of course, are going to start selling wrist guards for the nitrates. If only Meredith had known about the nitrates and hot dogs, she could have played it cool. But she panics. Yeah. This is actually a nice little Columbo moment mm-hmm. where he, she is like doing the Columbo. I was just like, I just don't know what to do. There's nitrates all over the place, and I just got to, I guess, find these gloves and match them up. And Meredith's like, you do have to go do that. I've actually got to go get my putting gloves because I'm going to play putt-putt, of course, and I right. wear my gloves when I putt-putt. Right. So I'll be right back. Yeah, she runs straight up to the... To her room, goes into her bag, pulls out those murder gloves. There's a there's an open fire in a hotel room. Come on, what? it's the suite, and also this is like a bed and breakfast situation, this, right? And is it's it a, Maine. It's like cold. Is it a real fire? Or is it a, one of those gas lit ones with the fake logs? In it? Mm. That's what. It there is. was a gas line. Okay. Yeah, you can light. see that. All right, you can, you can control that. I just don't want an open fire. Okay. You know? Yeah, it can happen. Yeah, throws a nice. Uh, recovery by Susan Clark. She fucks up the throw, and she yes. grabs it in the fire and throws she did. it. In. Yeah. yeah. And then we hear blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> and Assy McGee is back. Assy McGee. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, oh, what were? And she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? 
don't worry, I got a warrant. Like any judge is going to give a warrant for this bullshit explanation that yeah. Jessica came up with. This is, this is great. This is just wonderful. Um, Aubrey, would you like to lead us into this nice, big, epic conclusion here? Uh, okay. Um, first, real fast, I love that Susan, Susan Clark gave a little sniff of the gloves before she threw them in the fire. I just like that little touch. Oh, she like, okay. did. Yeah, she did give us a little sniff, like, I don't smell nitrate. I smell ass, but I don't smell nitrate. And she flings them you, in. Yeah, you know yeah, there's so... a lot of fridges in uh, Cabot Cove, so she was warming <laughs> some buttholes with those gloves on. Yeah. yeah. So, so makes... yeah, he's like, I've got a warrant, and the ceiling is too high, and there's this door you didn't notice, and Ginty looking so pleased with himself. And I love Griffey's theory that he's just a vessel. He's the mouth of Sauron for the true power in this world. He opens the door and who's behind the door? Jessica to confront the suspect. Dun, dun, dun. And this happened in every episode of Murder, She Wrote, except like two. Jessica <laughs> always is never the cops, never a judge, never the family. No, Jessica is the judge dread of this world. She's the one pointing and saying, thou, thou hast failed me. Great scene. Oh, I, I, I loved it. This whole buildup was awful. Um, it was like the reverse of, what's her name, turning into a doorknob in Twin Peaks. Uh, Ginty comes out of a doorknob and manifests himself into a human being again, and is just there and all this blobby. And like I love how it is a classic Columbo ending because yeah. they have the flimsiest evidence against her. Yet she just yeah. breaks down and just says, "Yeah, I did it." I we get the real reaction that rich people in power would have to an accusation like this. Yeah, they would just they'd be like Trump. They just confess right openly and still not suffer any consequences. Exactly. Yeah. But instead, we get the Columbo, where she, where she just goes, oh, shit, you guys found me out. That's very clever of you. Well, Ginty did say, like, nice of you to throw away those gloves I put in your bag, because these are your gloves. Thank He's you. He's got a baggie with some gloves. Yes, with, of all, course. It's dripping with nitrate. You can just so did see. He, did he run all over town finding gloves that matched? Well, he must have. Unless... She, went, she went to the pro shop, the, the, the oh. butt-butt pro shop. <laughs> Of course, they were putt putt (laughs) pro shop. I saw the lace. You know, that's only putt putt courses would have the lace. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So Jessica figured it out because at the dinner, there's a flashback. It's like, oh, he was shot three times. And they're all, but he wasn't shot three times. So the burning gloves prove it. Oh, yeah. But you're right. It isn't isn't quite a murder she wrote unless they just confess everything. Yeah. Like combo. Yeah. And we get, we get a nice little flashback where we actually see her shoot Hunter, right. which was great because he needed to die. We get the explanation of how she got the gun because she said earlier as well, I had to get Brad some new clothes. So went into his bag right. where – Morgan's gun. Yeah. Philip Morgan put the gun in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it all falls wrong. into place. It, everything falls in this right place. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's – yeah, you have to have everything packed up and neat and put away so that one guy in the rec room at the retirement home isn't, but what happened to the gun? Yeah. The poor nurses who are just trying to get on with the dinner shift are like, I, I don't know, maybe God put it there. Just just go, just go. You know. Just go. Well, that. God did put it there. The God's name Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> yes, yes. I do love that I didn't realize Mr. Hellman's name until this last moment here where she goes, Chandler has no idea how I saved his career yet again. Because she's admitted to killing Brad to right. save his career. Right. 
Right. Yeah. The, the, in, in the confession, we get the motivation, which is that she just was trying to help his career by brutally murdering him on the side of a road. Well, cause he, I understand it. Cause like, he's a classic Hunter Biden. He's constantly yeah. fucking up her, his mm. dad's chances. Yeah. And she's like, we just get rid of this piece of shit. Because she, once again, this isn't her child. So she has no like emotional connection to Hunter. She'll, she, yeah. she's ready to kill him. She knows Chandler, even though he's a fuck up, it's still his son, you know? Yeah, I don't know if you guys or any of our audience are OnlyFans, but Hunter Biden's very on topic. His OnlyFans page is just him eating eggs off butts. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. It's very strange. Scrambled, over easy, sunny side up. All I know is we put that out there. That's the new fetish. There's going to be like the, every like it's the next, every porno the like site you go to, the first thing, egg eating eggs. Yeah, it's going to be the next TikTok craze. Yeah. <laughs> Some teenager's going to die doing it, and they'll have to do a memorial. We found a disturbing uh, uh, having yeah. one kids. They put, They're eating eggs off their ass. <laughs> they put too much saffron in the eggs, and somehow that got into the butthole. Allergy. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's going to be this disturbing contortionist who can eat an egg off her own ass, and it freaks people yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's yeah, probably that a lot be of people, weird, yeah. because kids are allergic to everything now, so there's probably egg allergies, so kids oh, are, like, dying, yeah. doing it turns the ass-eating out eggs, challenge. Eggs are manufactured in peanut uh, factories as well. Because <laughs> they feed peanuts to the chickens, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if there's an ass-eating challenge, it started here on Golden Globes <laughs> Theater. I'm taking credit for it. Wait, no, we got one last scene. Abra, can you give us our one last the- closing moment? Yeah. Uh, 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 Sheriff Mort is back and he joins the the true face of power, Jessica Fletcher, in his office, where she's, I assume, you know, been running the city the whole time. And they have yep. a wonderful freeze frame of them just laughing because <laughs> this has been a wonderful time with the murders and the blackmail. Well, the mayor does eat crow and a little bit of ass. <laughs> Because he gives them, he gives them back the badge. And the oh gun. yes, I keep forgetting about the and he's mayor. Like, and he's like, yeah. I was always on your side, more. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you guys are right. That's yeah. He's like, I was out there. Yeah. He has drag queen vibes. That guy just. Oh, that guy's got oh. secrets. <laughs> Everyone has a secret in Capitol. He is sashaying around in a petticoat in his office. When... I declare, I I got the paper. <laughs> this. Was fantastic. Murray Street Road is turning out to be one of the best Star Trek uh, like remixes I've ever seen. Yeah, like we have nine different Star Trek series nowadays. They all suck. Murder She Wrote is a Star Trek series no one's ever watched, and I can't wait to explore it a little further. Wow! Great. I'm really, I'm really glad you liked it. Do watch the Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah. Watch his episodes. Great start off to our new segment, Cop in a Feel. Cop in a Feel. I can't wait to figure out what, what other cop shows we need to watch out there. I've been sending out feelers to a lot of our guests. They're, I, they're get, I, I like me... that you stuck with the theme there. Set out feelers. <laughs> exactly. Cop in a Feel. I'm a pro. I've been doing this for four <laughs> years now. He's a poet. And I'm the bouncing ball that's leading people <laughs> to the great jokes that are happening here. <laughs> yeah. Not slowing it down and explaining it. So, uh, thanks for coming back, Abra. You're always a great guest. Yeah, thank you. Love you. You're the only person that ever has any enthusiasm for our show. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, you're the only person that's like, hey, 
I like this. I like that. And we're like, wow. Well, at least we know someone listens. So it's we appreciate. Sweet. I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. I've rearranged my entire schedule so that when your show downloads, I can do a long run. A long run lately, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Chores and painting and working on drywall. And I try to avoid ladders now because you guys are just too funny. So there was that, that's gonna happen. <laughs> we were thinking about doing a new like you know parental advisory type thing. Don't yes. be on a ladder while pregnant. <laughs> while oh, you should definitely not listen to this, this show while you're pregnant. <laughs> this is not a okay. We were supposed to make this episode nana. You shouldn't listen to the show while nana. you're not pregnant. You might get pregnant. Yeah. Well, happen, that's anyway. a warning for every episode. Yes. Well, but, uh, it definitely will be another logwood for you. So. <laughs> oh. uh, I hope you don't have Murray's problem where you can't hear your own voice because, uh, you know, it's going to be. Yeah. Well, hey, Predator 2 oh. is under two hours, so you have a, yeah, you have a break for that <laughs> one. That was a nice punk rock cut at a nice yeah, we're gonna have a We're going to have a brand new guest next week on a Ginty episode, yeah. so that might go five hours. I'm just putting it out it's there. It's going to have to go. <laughs> yeah. we're getting a we dull- get on a Ginty hate roll, we just let it roll we yeah we're roll. like in our heroin den of ginty right now and we're just fucking main veining it and we're just getting all of our hate out so we can be ready for the summer right this summer is of love summer of love 2020 so there you have it people first episode of cop and a feel there will be more in the future you, you sign off on our our tippy taps griff what, yeah what's your yeah, thing that's right that's right uh i'm listening Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Quite stylish. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building.